Hey everybody, welcome back to the episode four of Chat with the Hat. And grab a beer because there's a bit to talk about. A little bit went on. So um, I'm Dave, your host, and my co-host here is Rowan. How's it going, guys? Good to be back again. And uh, yeah, as Dave said, this is going to be a pretty big episode. We've got a fair bit to go over after a crazy weekend at the uh, the Melbourne Grand Prix. So strap yourself in and uh, let's go. Yeah, mate. We kick off with a big thank you to Jason Sweeney from gamelife.com.au. He supports us. We support him. He uh, supplies us all our gaming and streaming equipment that we need. So get around him. Go check him out on the web, gamelife.com.au. Thanks again, Jace. Well, Rowan, Melbourne has been run and won, and it was four days of crazy. I felt to me like another Bathurst in my own backyard. It was, <laughs> it was a bit going on. Well done to 444,000 plus people turning up over the four days in Melbourne. We do know how to put a party on. Yeah, another record crowd for uh, for Melbourne. After last year's, I think they got, what, 426,000 or something like that. thought they're going to be hard to beat that. And then they go ahead and uh, almost add another 20 grand onto it this year. So kudos to Melbourne and uh, everyone that's come along that weekend and another absolute ripper crowd. Yep, yep. Well, last year was a COVID bounce back, you know, first time in three years. So this year, no, it was all about having the F1, the F2, the F3, supercars, and of course, there were some Porsches going around. I'm not sure how many people actually saw them go around, but um, <laughs> they they were there. I did see them once, apparently. What, what, what do you what do you call the Porsches? They're the uh, go get a beer beer, beer races, aren't they? The, I think uh, it was go get a beer so. at the pub races. Yeah. To be honest, I think <laughs> most people were not necessarily sticking around for the end of the day. Um, so we'll just get straight into it. And and for those, everyone saw it, I think. Everyone knows what kind of happened, but a lot of people didn't know exactly how it happened or why it was happening. So Supercars on Thursday, well, Supercars Thursday, basically, it was all about us. There were no F1, two or three cars on track. It was all about us and, and the Porsches. There were two practices, two qualies, one race, which was 19 laps, and there was five bonus points for the fastest lap for the driver, for his driver's championship. And I tell you, for a crowd on a Thursday, it was chockers. It was normally like a Friday crowd. We were just wandering around out the back. Still plenty of space around the circuit, but I think it's about 60,000 through the gates on Thursday and a lot of, yeah, a lot a of kids record on school. Yeah, it was a Thursday crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, normally you only get just a handful, mate, and especially when there's no F1s, 2s or 3s going around. Uh, yeah. only Everyone was just there to see supercars, to be perfectly frank, and there were 60,000 rolled through the gates. Bunch of school kids, heaps of school kids. My God, we never got excursions to car racing when we were kids. <laughs> but one of the good initiatives that they did do, and this is a big plus, let's shine a light here, some positives. The grandstands were open for anybody. You can just sit in any one you like. Find a spot, find a seat, sit in it, try it out. And we did. We wandered up and down turn two, turn three, uh, started the main straight, turn 14, sat in a whole bunch of different grandstands just to see you know, which ones are, are worth, if you're putting your hand in your pocket, get a big, if, which ones have got a screen in front of them, which ones don't, where's your point of view, what corners can you see? That was a great initiative for the Thursday yeah. to open them up. That's pretty good, actually. I reckon they probably would have got a few more people purchasing tickets for later on in the week as well. Once you get a little taste of it for free on the Thursday, There's a, I'd say there would have been a few people that would have put their put their hand in their pocket and fished out for a, uh, a Grand Prix 
grandstand ticket for the rest of the weekend as well because well the only they well they were all sold the only chance you had was a friday there was a few there was yeah. a, a handful left like a few left off for the friday but friday only the weekend grandstand seats were well and truly gone it's gone um yeah. Before them. So the other thing that Supercars did on Thursday to address the issues we all spoke about last step about Newcastle with the heat in the cars was uh, they changed the brake pedal material compound um, to relieve the heat coming back up through the driver's foot in the footwell down there, the radiating heat. So that was a straightforward initiative, like straightforward engineering, simple fix. Uh, the wheel nut that we're all worrying about. The little tiny wheel nut with a skinny little thread, the, the risk of cross-threading. A bunch of teams have reworked their wheel nuts in the brake and cut a wider thread into the nut itself to prevent the opportunity or reduce the opportunity of cross-threading on the gun when they actually run them in race conditions yeah. as opposed to hand-spinning them on. And we spoke about that last step too. Uh, that would be a simpler way to widen the gauge on the thread to prevent cross-threading. And everybody was now allowed to use a 15 mil spacer on the rear suspension just above the uh, shocker there, just to raise the back of the car 15 mil so that you could still keep your geometry, but you had a little bit more uh, mobility sort of up and down the, the rear of the car just to make a bit more difference to your handling. Yeah. What was that for? Was that just because it's much more like the for the track difference, or is that something that's going to happen for the rest of the season? It, it's for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. it's It was a fix put in. Because the Mustangs were complaining about going slow and they didn't have the same travel as yeah. not not same travel in suspension wise, but they weren't traveling down the road as well as the yeah. Camaros in the straight line. So they said, well, you can change without having to change your suspension setup. You can just raise your bum by 15 yeah. mil and that'll sort of give you a bit more handling. And I spoke to Barry Ryan on the way in on Thursday morning, caught him uh, wandering across the hockey fields there and asked him about the spacer. If it's gonna, if we're gonna use it, or if we're not gonna use it, is it gonna make much of a difference? He said it. Oh, it'll probably make a tiny difference, but like we weren't really banking on needing it as Erebus. They weren't banking on e needing it. Uh, it just gave you a little bit more, a little bit more range in your setup. So basically, Thursday we all grabbed our spots in the grandstands, caught up with some mates, and then we just started watching, locking in for the first couple of practice sessions. Yep, green track, fast track. No one really knew exactly how it was going to happen, what the super soft tires and the hard tires were going to do. And here we go. There was it didn't it didn't fail to deliver just straight away, straight out of the gun. <laughs> no, it was wild. So from the first practice session onwards, there you know, if, if, I think after uh, after the first round in Newcastle, we were talking about the the potential of these cars being a little bit boring and and not hyped up to what we uh, what we wanted it to be. Well. Didn't we have to eat some humble pie after that first practice session in uh, in, in Melbourne? Because they uh, once they got put on a track that had a little bit little bit faster speeds and a little bit wider, they uh, they certainly put on a show. That's for sure, mate. It was like watching Cirque du Soleil. There were so many acrobats out there. <laughs> dead set. First up, I mean, odds on. We all we all have a sweep and see who's going to be the first one to bin it. The not to say true to form, but true to form. Macca was the first one to clip the wall. Bent <laughs> <laughs> the rear clip. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Macca was the first one in the wall. And, you know, he limped it back and got himself fixed up as they ripped the, the back end off and put the new one back on. Uh, then after that, just hold my beer, Slade, he comes around. <laughs> Went full noise, 
left-hand side, backed it into the wall, spun it around, slammed the front of the car into the wall. So now the whole back end of his car's hanging on a 45-degree angle as he snapped everything, and uh, he was not a happy camper. And that was the very first red flag of the weekend. What out. Well, that uh, comes back to what we talked about in the previous episode as well about you know the the damage on these cars. You know they're meant to be easy to fix, but they're both Slady and Van Gisbergen complained, and Triple Eight complained about the the cars not being as quick to fix or as easy to fix as they were in the uh, in the previous generation cars, and they're also getting damaged a lot easier than the previous generation cars were as well which i think that might be more of the issue it's not that they're actually harder to fix it's just that when they're having an accident the damage that's being caused to them is more than what it would have been with a same or similar accident in the previous generation car so that's a, an issue that we've touched on previously and i think we're going to be touching on well and truly several more times over the course of the year well, as long as I keep touching walls, we'll keep touching the topic because <laughs> it's got to be a thing. Um, and there was quite a quite a substantial damage done to the back of Tim's car to the point where um, the other teams just ended up pitching in as well. <laughs> Walked yeah. up the lane to give him a hand and uh, being a Triple Eight customer car down there, they uh, needed to go get some parts, get some bits and pieces. So still don't know if Pete's ever going to get his car because it might be still being used as a donor car. At the probably moment. not much left of it now. Yeah. Well, it might not be. It might just be. A, might just literally be a chassis, like the chassis in a seat at the moment. But uh, everyone is skinny on parts still, and that is the number one concern up and down the lane. If you've got some stuff, you can do your panels and bits and pieces. But once you start getting a bit deeper into the car, everyone's really nervous at the moment. Really nervous. After the red flag finished, Slady's got back to the pits. One of the I thought we were watching Autumn Nats in Melbourne. One of the best 720s I've ever seen on a racetrack. Shane Van Gisbergen just spinning it down the road, round and round, trying to keep it straight, tyres smoking everywhere, trying to work it as he's facing the right way, on, off, on, off the throttle, trying to save it. It was chucking skids. The only thing that defeated him was the track turned to the right. Otherwise, he, I reckon he was going to – he kept it straight off the walls in the oh, straight yeah. part. Just as it ran out of track on the straight part before he could actually rein it in. Oh, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the curve in the track, he would have one hundred percent done it. So he's, uh, you know, I'm now I'm now going to start a conspiracy theory that that was actually SVG practicing for his uh, his next role once he leaves supercar as a stunt driver up at Movie World on the uh, on the Gold Coast. So because that well, was, he, that and was can, he and Luffy can he and Luffy can do the show together. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's uh, I, re- I reckon that was SVG's audition, and I'm pretty sure he passed it with flying colours. To be honest with you, so well, all he did was pluck the rear wing off, and um, just a little kiss as he spun across the on the inside there, on the opposite side, just gave the wall a little nudge. Well, apparently it wasn't a little nudge. They were saying you said said there was actually a lot of damage. That's what I was talking about with the the damage to the cars. Like it, it looked like it was only a little kiss on the wall, but he said there was a. A lot of damage to the front of that car, and that's why I actually missed P2. It wasn't the rear of the car was easy to put back on, but the the damage to the front was what caused him to miss miss P2 because it took him forever to get that damage done on the front. Which you know, as you, as you said, it looked like a little nudge, but it, it caused quite a bit of damage to the. To the that's front right. Of the car. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly where I was going to go. A little nudge. I'm doing the air quote things. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
Mispractice too, completely. Now, I went down to the back of the garage because on Thursday, everything was open. Like The whole track was open. And we'll get to this later because it's actually quite a serious point. It's uh, a disappointing thing that not not a, this is this is a smack basically they're, they're getting a smack so i went down to the back of the triple eight garage to watch them work on shane's car after the, he plucked the wing off and gave it a little nudge now shane himself was on the tools as well he was actually in there with the guys he wasn't sitting up the back just watching he was actually helping repair his own car and uh wanted to know where we're at with it what he was at with it and what he's going to have and is he going to get out in p2 which we all saw he didn't Adrian Burgess also came drifting down there too. And with uh, the Triple Eight car and the and Slady's car, he was nose in underneath that car before those as they're trying to pull the, the rear clip off Slade's car. I was watching Burgess in there inspecting the damage that was underneath and internally and trying to work out where the forces were and I'd actually have a good understanding about what happens when we bingle these things. So mm. Supercars are definitely keen to get as much uh, data as they can back about how these cars are reacting to impact. Yeah. And so that was that was interesting to notice. So we'll move on there because they're like P1 was all, but it's just P1, mate. It's only practice one. We've already got cars bashing into each other. It's practice, for goodness sake. And they're already <laughs> like binning it all over the place. Uh, so we move into P2. So there's obviously no Shane and Tim. Chaz came flying around, did a similar slide to Shane and just clipped the wall, but he managed to get away with it. He just sort of brushed it. And uh, there wasn't a great deal of ex- extra action in in practice too. Everybody seemed to get a handle on the conditions and the speed and the white lines on the track. Uh, conditions were pretty good on Thursday morning. Uh, they weren't raining or anything. It wasn't, wasn't a shocker. It was wasn't even that windy. It's a bit breezy. It wasn't too bad. So there were our two practice sessions, and then we just moved straight into quali, quali number three, well, for race number three. And everybody was dictated to use a hard tyre for this session. The results for the quali, one, to set the, set the grid, Anton got pole. So that's a far better improvement than where they were in Newcastle because they were dead set nowhere in Newcastle. Absolutely nowhere in Newcastle. They were... Look like a, uh, a backmarker team at Newcastle. We just think, you know, D- DJR Penske, uh, not Penske anymore, DJR, you're, uh, you're not used to seeing those guys where they were at Newcastle and thought, what the hell is going on? But they definitely picked themselves up for Melbourne, which is which is good to see. You don't want to see those guys down the back as, you know, I'm a, I'm a, no. I'm a Holden slash, slash GM fan, but you want to see the uh, you want to see the big boys up the front. You want to see them doing well, especially Anton. We've got a soft spot for him. So, you know, good to see him pop one on pole position and bring himself back up again. Bit of a confidence booster too, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Then uh, Brody finished uh, quality second, uh, Shane in third, and Chaz in fourth. So there's your front two rows. Anton and Brody front row, SVG and Mostert second row. So I'm looking at this going, this afternoon's race is going to get delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got three of the loosest units up there, and Anton's found some form. There's seven hundredths of a second between the top four in the top two rows. Yeah, it's impressive. Nothing. So Shane got back out for for this quali. Again, made another mistake. That's two for the gears. He just tapped the wall but kept moving. That was all fine. Frosty came around and thought, well, I can go better. Just drifted into the wall. and <laughs> He bent the rear wheel alignment. That thing wasn't wasn't driving straight. That was a big hit, actually. That was quite nasty. Fast. One. Yeah, the more, the more more I looked at it, because when I first saw it, I went, oh, he's just glanced at it, and they show you the replay, and I, oh, geez, he's given that a pretty big thump. Yeah, it was a fair drift. It was like 
Fast and the Furious, like oh, <laughs> Tokyo yeah. Drift. He was, he was coming around. If the wall wasn't there, he would have kept going, I think, just round, spinning. Oh, yeah. It, it sort of tapped him straight uh, with bending him. Hazelwood and then Heimgarner also went sliding out in quali uh, through the gravel. So there was a few blokes still coming to terms with the circuit there. We, we, bearing in mind, we still hadn't had any other real running on the circuit a great deal either because there was no other real sessions out there, but supercars and a couple of Porsche sessions just to fill in. Oh, there was some historics zooming around, but the historics aren't laying rubber. So then uh, we had a 15-minute break, back-to-back qualies. We resume into quali four. Now we're onto the super soft tyres. Now we want to see where these cars can come into their own because they're going to be zipping around with some proper grip. Yeah. Now this is the one that we love. Absolutely. 0.4 seconds across the whole top 10. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, that's that means we've got people are still complaining about parity. There were plenty of blues and plenty of golds in this top top ten. Um, Jazzy just kissed the wall again, but didn't really do any damage and just moved on. It was a clean quality. Nobody else binned it, and we ended up with a Erebus and Red Bull double lockout on the front row and second row. So SVG and Brownie on front row. And uh, Fanny and Brody on the second row. No, I think it was Brody, SVG and Brody on the uh, on the front row, and Brown and Feeney on the second. Oh, I thought it was the other way. Was it? Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. That's right. Because Brownie, yeah. Brownie almost. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Brownie almost got. Yeah, because Brown, Brownie was gutted that uh, his his took it off him right at the death as well. Yeah, it was, it was 0.019 of a second yeah. Yeah. on the last was, lap. Yeah, just coming was to the end it. of quali. 0.019 of a second. All right, so now that we're just all chilling out at the track, it's now beer o'clock. Everybody's wandering off to the bars, and we're just going for a snoop around just to see what's going on because it's Thursday. It's a day to go looking down the pits, down the garages. Everything's open. We keep, we keep, we're snooping around, putting our eye across the F2 and the F3 pits because we can get to those. We didn't have tickets for or passes to get to the F1 paddock. Yeah, those little cars, those grown-up go-karts look awesome. They, mm-hmm. they properly do. They properly do. So we're all very keen to have a look around there. And we drifted off down behind the main stands into the entertainment areas, check out the stages and check out the party stuff that Melbourne had put on for everybody, uh, all the displays. The Army have got some of the coolest toys and they brought them all down. Like Matilda was there and Armageddon was there, uh, had brought an Aslav down and the other, what's the other one called? The, sure. the six wheeler, the six wheeler. Um, I know the one you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called. It looks nice, though. So. Oh, I forgot it. Yeah. So, anyway, the army got some way cool cars down there. Uh, they also had a VR machine there. You could fly an F 18 jet, like the Air Force no, recruiting just, area there. Just put a VR nice. sitting in a pilot chair, and literally you are in the cockpit of an F 18. Just did you, around. did you give it a go? Oh, there's a queue. I, I so wanted nah. to. I, just, I just couldn't be bothered, mate. I was, <laughs> there was a queue. Yeah. There was a line. Yeah. yeah, I'm not one for lines either. Bloody kids on track day. Yeah, every kid in the school uniform wanted to have a go. So, uh, but that was all fine. We'll just we'll move on. We'll move on to the reason we were here on Thursday. So it was race day, race three. Now, what a race. What a race. What a race. Now, I, I tell you, <laughs> we were all expecting some action and we got some more action than we anticipated with the rule change that caught some teams out and not others. And there are some smarter teams in the lane that lead the way, and then there are other teams that realise what's happening late to the party, but they'll catch up. 
and we'll get to that in a minute. So Slady had to start from pit lane because they they got his car repaired all day. They had assistance from the other teams. I'm pretty sure BJR's fabricator went down to give him a hand uh, to on for the back clip and and look at the front as well. Uh, once they got Burgess's head out the way and they could actually get into the car to have a look and see what they <laughs> fix because he spent a lot of time underneath the wheel arches, I can tell you. Um, so so Slade, Slade started from pit lane, and that's fair. He, he got the car back on track. So there's our repairability. Sort of missed yeah. a couple of sessions, got his car back, took all day to get there. But at the start of the race, we had a sprinkle. Got a little bit drizzly. Not heavy. Just a little sprinkle. Yeah, it was. It, it truly was. It wasn't a great deal of anything. Enough to cause race control to declare the race a technical wet race. And after everyone's losing their mind, as we've all known what's going on, because it's a couple of days after this has happened, when you declare a wet race, you're allowed to change only two tyres as a minimum, not four. So yeah. the teams that had started and selected hard tyres to start the race and then come in and do their compulsory pit stop, we'll get to the reason why that's not required. But when the race got declared wet, we're at an immediate disadvantage because when they come in, they want to go to the softs or wet tyres, they must now change four tyres. You start on a super soft, you don't need to change to another compound now because you only need to change minimum two tyres. And seeing as you are not allowed to mix compounds by that very definition you cannot only change two wets or two hards you must change four if you want a full set of something Hmm. but what you can do is change two of the same compound Erebus worked that out in the rules very quickly apparently they even said that they spoke about it at the uh, commission that if it was a declared a wet race then you're only going to need to change two tires so all the teams already yeah. knew that that was a uh, arrangement but none of the teams actually clicked that that's yeah. what they were allowed to do and if it's a strategy you would all everybody would start on super soft because if the race gets declared wet you you can come in and if it's not too wet you can just bang two more super softs on halve your pit stop time Shoot off more and undercut half, half your field. Yeah. I think they were saying it was to change four tyres. I think they were saying it was taking eight to nine seconds. To Correct. change two, it was only taking two to three seconds. So yep. you were saving five, six seconds by yep. by doing it. And, you know, as as we all know, when the field's as close as it is, six seconds in the uh, in the pit lane is, is a massive gain. So the, those teams like Erebus that got onto it, well, that's the reason that Brody and Will were sec- second and third at the end of the race because if they had to change four tyres, they probably would have been somewhere at the back of the top ten, but there they are on the podium. So, you know, massive Well, that's game. also the reason. I mean, Shane won the race. Shane Shane managed to win it, but he was yeah. also uh, uh, held up with a slow pit stop on the right rear because while Triple Eight were about to go and change some tyres, they look up the lane and they see Erebus and they've only got two two softs out there they're going hang on what is what are they doing and then they twig and they went oh hell (laughs) (laughs) do the same somebody go get another soft tire for shane because they were going to change like tires and at the last minute went oh we only need to do two that's right that's the rule and they just didn't have another set of super soft at hand they weren't going to do that initially until they saw erebus setting up and then they had they changed their strategy to match and bjr did the same as well 
Brad didn't actually wasn't aware that they were doing that. One of the engineers made the call and he went, Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for thinking of it. And yeah, and they yeah, made some yeah. they made some gains in that as well. And uh so the all the other teams were caught out. If you started on hards, you were definitely caught out because you must now change four tires to your super softs. You can't just bolt another two hards on, because why would you? I mean, yeah. They're slow. They're not going to catch anybody on a new set of hards. Well, I mean, two seconds a lap slower. Yeah. Like, so you, you were forced onto the super soft. So that was a strategy win for Erebus and the other teams that followed suit in rapid succession. So that was Thursday. Thursday was awesome. There was like red flags, cars are binning it, teams are making gains. Now the, the, the pits were open. Super uh, AGP allowed everyone just to go sit in grandstands, which is way cool. And yeah. then basically, mates and I, we went out to the pub. <laughs> we just shot through after that. Late day. Which, which, which pub did you hit on Thursday? Went to the Prince. The Prince, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, oh, went my, to neck, the my neck of the woods. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it yeah. is yours if you were in town. You would have yeah, come yeah. down and had a play. But we went to the would, Prince would for a nice, while. Yeah. And then uh, I think we went to the SB after that. And... Uh, yeah, no, we definitely went to the SB after that. The new, the new SB, the gentrified SB. Yeah, the it's SB. not like the old SB, is it? Yeah. No, nah. there's no carpet even. It's all yeah, just I know. Bloody uh, floorboards. This, uh, I, I haven't actually even been back there since they renovated it because every time I go past, it's just full of yuppies, and I don't want to go anywhere near it. So, <laughs> well, the lower entry, the, the lower grand entry there, they've ripped all that carpet out, so your feet don't even stick to the floor anymore. It's just floorboards. Uh, Taking the fun away from it, yeah. And I shot out the back to the Gershman room and had a chat to, like, one chick who was out the back in the at the bar, and just asking, like, if there were bands on that night, because I wanted to, just we're just out there to see some live music, like who was playing. There was nobody in the in the back room, but they did have a band playing downstairs in the cave, and nice. I went down, had a chat with them. I asked them what kind of music they played. They couldn't really quite define it. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's going to be interesting. Typical Espy. I'm going, no, it's not that hard, mate. Is it rock, pop, hard rock, metal, jazz? And they're going, yeah. oh, it's kind of rock. We don't, and we don't, we don't like to give ourselves, you know, a label, a labels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went back upstairs. We started watching the footy, and we had a few beers, and then went downstairs. Oh, it was horrible. It was the worst call that I've made going out to see a band in a very, very, very long time. It was basically leisure suit lounge music, sort of oh, hard, sort of like soft half jazz and sort of very moody and very muso's muso. They're very caught up, very impressed with themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the three people that were in the room watching them. Not what you went after sink and piss all day at the Grand Prix and then nah, mate, I was, come and listen to some hard rock. Yeah. yeah well, I'll get to that. That was later in the weekend. That was that was when we made a better call. So 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 there wasn't too much controversy realistically on the Thursday after Supercar Thursday. Everybody was pretty much cleaning up from a couple of taps that they had. And and we hadn't got to the crazy part of the weekend yet. So we'll move on to that now for Friday because Friday was bitterly cold. It was typical southerly Melbourne weather. Oh, it was chilly, wasn't it? It was. It was bitter. It, it, that the wind cut straight through, and it was kind of dry. It wasn't necessarily raining on us. It was just 
frigid. Just ice cold Arctic breeze coming through. It was shocking. So we're all setting up for the Friday race. Oh, because F2 and F3 are now on track. So we've got all those sessions to watch all their practices and stuff, which were pretty crazy in, in and amongst themselves. They were spinning off all over the place. Um, causing but never, be, never been here before, so not, not, not a single driver in any of those uh, categories had ever seen uh, Albert Park in the flesh before, so that was all virgin territory for those guys. Uh, yeah, there was no absolute... track temp. There's no track yeah. temp at all, and so that was the difference in practice is, of course, you spin out and practice. It's just an immediate red flag anyway, just so they can go and yeah. pick you up. Uh, put a lot, of, a lot of extra delay because there were plenty of recoveries going on. Nobody got hurt. Nobody really destroyed everything. Um, they were just in the kitty litter, and that just pushed the session timing back a little bit, then a little bit, then a little bit. So after we're watching Jack doing, we're all just watching Jack going, hey, come on, we really want you to do well. And he's topping the practice. Like he's up the top. He's nailing it. We're going, this yeah. is voting pretty well for, for doing. If you can keep this up for the rest of the weekend, we could end up with a Aussie in F3 just really punching. Oh, F2, F2. sorry. F2, F2 sorry. Yeah. That was last year. F, F2, like really punching up and getting onto podium or possibly getting a race win. And that was way cool. So we're drifting on later in the day, coming up to race four, and it starts to sprinkle. Yes. <laughs> and here we go again. It's now declared wet. wet. race, yeah. Everybody learned their lesson from yesterday about starting on super soft. Yeah. Except for some people who steadfastly decided to start their race on hards again, and then it who, got declared. Who was that? I think the I think the Tickford boys. Really? Jeez, that's dumb. I think some of the Tickford guys put their um put a second set uh started the second race on hards and sort of lost out on the lottery for being able to just change two tires when it was declared a wet race just before the start. And it was supposed to be only be fifteen laps, which was shortened to I think it's about eleven laps, I think. Um somewhere around there because of the delays to starting times and whatever. Hmm. So the boys will barrel off. So we got Will and Shane on the um on the front, front row. row. Yeah. And Feeney and Brody on the second row. So it's Erebus Red Bull, Erebus Red Bull. So we're very keen to watch what is going to ensue down in turn one <laughs> and all the way to turn three. Man, that didn't disappoint either though, did it? So well, was, uh... Brownie launched off the start. And led into turn one. And staggered staggered grids at uh, the Grand Prix as well. So that's a two two meters behind when you actually kick off the uh, kick off the race. So to to get that sort of jump on on gears and take the lead with a li- with a little cheeky nudge of uh, you know moved himself over and gave uh, gives a little cheeky nudge to make sure he had a good line into turn one. But that's uh, that's impressive to to get that extra two meter gain and, and take the lead into turn one. Yeah, and Shane was fighting back around the outside, which was looking awesome. There was like five, five or oh, six yeah. cars going in into into turn one, two, and three together. And oh, Randy's just done gears on the gears. Points. Yeah, just like hanging just... out. Said, "No, nope, you can go over there, mate. This is my corner. I'm going to keep. I'm going to hold my line." Well, it was and because because he'd done that, I think it was coming out of turn three. I think there was for a brief moment anyway. There was the two Coke boys, the Erebus boys, are actually first and second for a brief moment because yes. Brody had just got himself around the outside as well and, and managed to 
just kind of get past Giz for for a moment. Giz got him back again because he had a better you know better line coming out of the corner. But yeah, for for a moment there, they were just all over the place. There was two or three wide, and once again, us sitting there going, "Well, these are these Gen three cars aren't going to be able to race each other." Well, I'm I'm sitting there with my foot in my mouth at that point, going, "Yeah, I'm uh, happy to eat that humble pie because that that's the racing we want to see. That's what we were hoping from these new cars, and what did they show us?" Yeah, well, Shane's out in the weeds. He's dropped about three or four spots. Courtney's in the box seat. He sneaks up out of nowhere, just right up and pinches a like little tidy little spot there. So while all this crazy is going on and the whole crowd are like cheering, everyone's getting right into it because we've just been watching cars practicing and now the supercars are on just entertaining everybody. Nobody is leaving. Everyone's watching supercars. And the, that didn't last very long because then Waters gets into the side of Reynolds and puts him into the beach. And not the first time that, that Dave's horror weekend was going to be with a bucket and a spade down at St Kilda. <laughs> and digging out his stuff and making sandcastles. And that that's brought the safety car out. So there's our first safety car in the race. And this is only lap one, by the way. We haven't even finished a lap yet. We haven't even finished sector one yet. No, barely got through the first three turns. Well, I think it was, was it turn three that he binned him? It was turn three, wasn't it? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn, turn three was, um, turn three was where, uh, Shane was trying to come around on the outside and then, uh, Brownie sort of, Held his line yeah, and no, pushed it was, him out. It was was it turn three where Reynolds went, or was that turn one when Waters got into? When, yeah, was Reynolds? that turn one or three? Yeah, turn one. Turn one. Yeah, yeah, it was turn one. So, yeah. so all all yeah. this was going ahead of him. So Reynolds is spearing off, and all of this racing is still happening ahead of them. Yeah, which is way cool. Everyone's just like losing it, <laughs> and then we haven't even finished the lap. So the safety cars come out. We're coming around to pick up the safety car. Percat's now pulling in pit lane, engulfed in flames. <laughs> the, the front left of his car is just barbecues galore. It is just burning and burning away. We're going, what the hell is going on here? His must have dropped an oil line. That was impressive too, by the way. That fire that looked pretty, pretty impressive. When I first saw it, I just went, oh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a break uh, fire or something like that, and then the. Next next second, you see that you know massive plume of flames come out the side. Oh, oh geez, he's a little bit more than just a small yeah. That's fire not a break disc. Yeah, that's no, that's, no, that's, that's not a brake pad. Just no, overheating. That's, that's, that's the whole side of the car. It's just, yeah, it's, the whole, it's and I thought so. I thought an oil line had come off because that oh, yeah. made sense to me. I see big flames and thick black smoke. It just looks like yeah. an oil fire, like everybody else around me. Oh, he's split an oil line and it's hit the manifold and bang up she goes. Uh, yeah, no, not the case at all, um, and which we'll get to pretty shortly because it didn't. That was number one for the weekend. So I, as I we as just... we get the restart kicking off, LeBrock bins it turn eight. That was a fairly big hit, fairly substantial hit. Just sliding, just hit the wall and just ran down the wall. Another safety car. So now we've got two. So now we're running out of laps because the race is already shortened. Oh yeah, that was like. Five or six when that happened after the safety car came back in, I think, wasn't it? The second one, the second safety car. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a touch later than that. But yeah. to clean up all his, all his debris and get the car off the circuit and then get set for a restart, we were desperate. And, and then they called a shortened race. So if it was 15, yeah. we would have been fine. But I think it only went to about 11 or something. And, hmm. and I'm going, well, Brady's going to win his first race here and it's going to be under yellow. Yeah. Not, I don't think we're going to get a restart, and we didn't. No, he's got it. Yeah, well, so as, as soon as I realised that they were they were shortening the race, I thought, yeah, this is uh, boding, boding well for young Brody. So 
I mean, it's not the not not the way you really want to get your first win, but hey, you're going to take a win when it comes your way, regardless of how it comes. So you know, he was he was at the front when the uh, safety car came out, and that's you know that's racing. So you're going to take a W any way it comes to you. That's for sure. Yeah, still points, mate. Still counts. Hundred percent. Still printed in ink. His name's on the trophy. They still have the cup sitting in the garage. That's it. Which so awesome. you you'll take it. You'll take it. That's for sure. So. I was uh harking back to the uh the the Percat fire. I just uh also took to the assumption that he might have just been wanting to reminisce a little bit on uh Adelaide a few years back as well. Sort of been a few years since he since he had a had a bit of a bit of a hot car and decided to just you know set it, set, set it ablaze again. Was it Townsville? Was it? I thought it was Adelaide where Townsville was in the pit lane. Yeah, when he took off with the fuel spill. Oh, was it Townsville? Was it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it tore off, and then though he's trying to blow it out by by flooring it. Usually, it'll just blow itself <laughs> out, but it wasn't blowing itself out. It was actually getting no, no. bigger. And as he pulled out at the start, at the end of the lane, as they said, it's not going out. And the engineers pulled him up, and all the guys ran out from Triple Eight and put him out. Yeah. At that same moment, I'm pretty sure Golding came around and binned it. <laughs> like just in, yeah. at like same time, like Perkett's on fire in the lane, and Golding's come around and then just stacked it. And hit the wall. Chaos. That's why we love supercars. There's, there's always something going on. There is. But now that, uh, that, that was awesome to see, uh, see young Brody get himself uh, back up onto the podium. And I think, did Brownie get third in that race as no, well? No, Brownie had a pit stop strategy failure. He came in early, and then with all the yellows, I think he never got well. He never got a chance to race when he came back out. He just got trapped yeah. in a, a, out of oh, that's position. That's right. Yeah, he finished. Yeah, he finished back down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, way down, way yeah. down. Um, so he lost all of his track position. Once they declared it a wet race, he was cactus and was never able to uh, get it uh, racing laps back in just to get back up yeah. to his natural position because nobody else came diving in. So yeah, at that time. So it was, I don't know what happened to him because when he came out from the pit stop. He was so far behind. He lost heaps of, heaps of track position. I don't know how, and they didn't show it. I don't know if he had an off on the back side of the circuit a little bit, but he should have come back out in his natural. He should have come back out in his natural position, and he yeah. the other guys were were way in front of him. So, Just another yeah. another pit stop bunk because I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. What happened to him? So no, there was no pit stop error. They didn't they didn't yeah. make a mistake. No. Not Just sure. bad. Everyone else just having a bit of better luck around him. Caught out. The timing was wrong. Yeah. All the timing was wrong for him. Yeah. So, no, uh, so Friday night though. Now this is where the fun started. So we went to the Prince after after the racing on Friday, and started watching the footy again. And then my mate Chad, big cheerio to Chad from Mildura, his son Caleb. We were partners in crime for the weekend. He goes right. Not really feeling it here at the Prince. We've been here. It's all done. There's no music. We couldn't even go upstairs. The Prince had no music upstairs because the whole band room was booked out by Triple Eight. They were taking that as their base of, ah, of operations for the weekend and couldn't even get in the back stairs. <laughs> Up mangles. the top. So uh, we went to the Cherry Bar. Yeah, now that's when our weekend improved. Yeah, I think <laughs> we <were having laughs> about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, hung around for the 2 a.m. band, which happened to be Southern Kings. And yeah, yeah, we were in fine form by then. And <laughs> it was on down the front moshing. I ended up crowd surfing and nice. Well, make, by make crowd surfing, I mean this, I mean this Herman Munster sized dude who was about seven foot tall just picked me up and threw me out threw me over his shoulder. <laughs> while I was while I started five mosh pits. 
independently down the front. And I even grabbed James Young and I started moshing him around. Nice. There were two of us in the hats that night. There were two hats. Beauty. Yeah. Making up for the lackluster Thursday night, well and truly. Pretty much, yeah. So I was feeling a little bit shady, I think, on Saturday. But so Saturday rolls on and we're ready to go again. So we've got a couple of qualies. Now, um, that's right. We had some wets, we had some rain. It was actually a bit heavy, the, the rain and stuff. Just Do they ever actually have to qualify on wet tyres, though? Would they ever put wets on at all? I don't think they did, did they? Okay, yeah, I think they did. And I think they started the, they started the session, yeah, they did because Chaz blistered the hell out of his. Ah, uh, yeah, all the, all the blocks, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, why he went backwards so quickly. Um, so it was a wet but drying track, and everybody started on wets. Everybody was on – because it was wet. And uh, Percat came out uh, during the session because his team knocked off at 3 o'clock that morning rebuilding the front of his car from, from the fire uh, previously. So Percat made it to, to Quali on the Saturday, but so they spent two days damage. building a car. Yeah. Trying to find parts, and at the end of that quali, well, during the quali, Reynolds red flagged it again because he, one minute to go, this caught this caught a lot of people out, and it worked perfectly in Erebus's favour. Reynolds bins it into the beach. Everyone's coming out now. The track's dried. They've got their fast tyres on. They've done their outlap. They're on their fast lap. They're about to hit their fast lap for the yeah. lap for the last one. Reynolds. Red flag the session with one minute to go. So Oof. Brody and Will have already dialed in their best Put time. Put their bank lap in, yeah. Yeah, they're already on pole. And second, they're already on the front row. Shane's flying around. Feeney's coming around. JC's ready to wind up. Chaz is winding up. Red flag, boys, sorry. <laughs> That's it. We get the front row lockout. Davey's still got a couple of friends in Erebus that he's helping out. He's, he's just uh, uh, maybe they'll talk to him now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he'll talk to them, but <laughs> might be talking to him. That's it. That's yeah. it. Thanks for that. So buddy. Red Bull that... didn't get their last lap in, so that left Brody and Will on the front row lockout. Front row lockout. First time in Erebus history for a front row lockout. So that looked uh, that looked pretty to see those two coat cars on the front row. That's for sure. Dead set, mate. It was absolutely magnificent. So yeah. I'll take that any single day of the week. That's how it works. That's the rules. That's racing. Well, that's it. That's why you always do a banker lap. You always make sure you get a nice fast lap in early. So then that way if uh, shit happens later on down the track, you've uh, you've got one there ready to go. Yeah, well, it was a drying track. So everyone started on wets anyway. Yeah. And then as you had to come in, you can bang, bang some softs on and then see what you got. But they just didn't get there. So then we were all pretty happy with that. 15 minutes later, back-to-back qualies again. So all of this is happening at the same time, the same conditions, everything. This is now setting it for, for Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. On the- we got the uh, quali for race five, uh, quali for race six. I mean, that's right. Feeney got, uh, Feeney got pole for – no, was it was Feeney pole? Yeah, Feeney was pole for race six, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the, the race six quali, Feeney, Chaz, Brown, and Heimgartner had the front two rows. Yeah. So it was Fanny and Chaz front row. Brownie was tucked in behind in, in third and Andre in fourth. And that was his that that Fanny's first pole. Best. Yeah, it is. Yeah, That's his yeah, first yeah. pole. Not his first win, but it's his first pole. Yeah, first pole. Nice. Good on him. Yep. So then 
I don't know why we're always banging out on bad Macca. Because then Reynolds comes along <laughs> and tags, <laughs> tags Brown in a quali and just puts him into the wall in the runoff area, completely bends his front steering arm 90 degrees, and Brownie had uh, some rim damage. But we weren't doing that well in quali up to that point. So we'd take the cars back to the pits and they swap the wheels over, swap the rims over. Yeah. And whatever they bolted onto Brownie's car must have been liquid lightning because that second half of the session, oh, that's what shit. put him right up there. Yeah. Because Brody, I think, was mid-pack still. I think it was like 11th or something. Yeah, he started. He started, I think he was 14th when he 14th, started. 14th, yeah, race. somewhere yeah. down there. Like, he was in the weeds. And Brownie was around the same time during that first half of quality too. So Reynolds has had a horror. He has had a dead set shocker coming from getting a, a pole over in Newcastle last round. Yeah. And so and quite racy for most of it. Yeah. With the Mustangs not being able to be completely catching the Camaros. So he's had a shocker this weekend. The last thing he wants to do. And it's his home race. He lives around the corner. He lives across the road. He's literally across the road. He's yeah. literally <laughs> across the road. He, he can walk. He can walk track. home in five minutes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> he just walked. I just wouldn't have opened the door. He just would have stayed home. But <laughs> <laughs> so, I ran into him at the back of the garage. Just there. he really wasn't in a mood to chat. He, he wasn't having oh, as much imagine. fun as uh, as he normally was. It was a bit of a bit of a struggle for the Grove boys this weekend. Although Matt Payne did quite well too. He had a he had a pretty good result. A couple of a couple of races in there. He had some yeah, good quality session results second, as well. Second round in supercars. Yeah, to be. Fighting up there around the top ten every now and then is a is is a pretty good effort, especially the he's a second round you know he's second round of supercars and Grove Racing second year in supercars, so to get him up there and actually fighting up the front of the pack was pretty good effort, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. So Mister Tim Slade, who's not having the best weekend himself, comes out in his last session of quali, and then bang, kisses the wall again. It's like, dude, they've just finished beetling your car the day before. <laughs> Uh, like literally just everyone helped pull together to get you back out there and there's a new long car again banging on the wall again it's like mate what is going on <laughs> so we all thought the session was kind of finished until that last lap i couldn't keep a track of how many movements there were everyone was just diving up diving up diving up the, everyone changed 15 positions in about three seconds it was just chaos Oh, there was one point when I, I looked and I, who, who was it i think i saw brody was sitting second oh, where, where's brody he's sitting second on the uh on the lap, and then I, I turned my head away. I was to, had to, to, chat, to chat to someone. I think I turned my head away, and like 15 seconds later, I looked back, and Brody's like 16th or something. I went, what the heck's going on? It was <laughs> one of the craziest, most exciting last laps of a quality session I've ever seen, just yeah. with the amount of people who found their speed at that last moment when the track was at its best condition after the, the, the wetness that we had leading into the previous quality session. It was just mental. Yeah, so we've still got... <sighs> So we'll just quickly move through because we've got a lot to go through as well, but we want to get into the good stuff, not so much who did what when. But So we'll go to race five on Saturday and, again, more crazy chaos. I don't know how we can stop keep saying that word, but everything's kind of going along fine. Race has started. Everything's fine. Brody takes the win from Shane. So Brody gets his yeah. second win. He backs it up now in a legitimate race, not a safety car yeah. finish, not just processional Rules. That's it. Fights his way. Fights off Shane. 
I was so happy about that as well because you could see there were so there were so many people online that were saying, you know, oh, Brody, you know, you only got the only got the win because of the safety car. You probably wouldn't have won it otherwise. And then then he comes out again the next day, race five, bang, takes a win, and just goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't buy the fact that he only got it because of the safety car. Because come up, oh, yeah, Erebus were flying that weekend. We we oh, had we had pace. 100%. Yeah. Also, 100%. who had pace? Brad Jones Racing had pace too. Especially for them. Yeah, and forward, right. forward. How good was he going? He was absolutely oh, fine. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. Two podiums gone begging just due to uh, due to penalties. So Yeah, pit lane penalties. Yeah, uh, you've got a feel for the lad. Well, Brownie gets a podium on this one. He, he finishes in third after penalties are applied after yeah. the race. Because that mad pit lane pit stop train, forwards come out, unsafe release, mm-hmm. tap. Well, you're going to get a 15 second for that. He ended up yeah. finishing third, I believe. I think from, I think he finished third on yeah, track. He did. Yeah, on track. Davo, Davo second, forward third. Yeah, and then Brownie was fifth because SVG yeah. was fourth and Brownie was fifth. And yeah. uh, Davo copped his penalty. What I thought, I didn't think it was for the unsafe release into the path of forward into the car. I thought it was because he sent that tire from Triple Eight flying down the lane and sending it straight out into the middle of the course. Because as he took yeah. off from, as he took off from his pit box. He's just pinched that tire that was just being changed and put behind him, wheelie guy, and kicked it down the lane. Well, I guess I guess a bit of both. He was probably going to cop a penalty for that anyway. But then if you're you know hit, hitting a car in pit lanes a no no, so he was you know he was stuffed. Probably lucky he didn't cop a double penalty, but uh, still cost him a podium, which was a bit of a shame for Davo as well. But once again, great for us, another another podium for Wilbur. So yeah, everybody else trips over and we fall up. Why? Yeah, <laughs> Why not? But then again, that also showed that DJR was sort of getting their act together as well because they were racing yeah. up the front again. They, they're not in the weeds as they were Newcastle, so that's good to see. So we've now got three legitimate teams up there. Waters wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be. No, Waters was kind of a bit just midfield for pretty much the entire weekend. Like he had, he, he showed glimpses of speed, but he just. He was never really he was never really up there. He was always around the, the top ten, but he was always somewhere kind of mid to, to back of the top ten. He never never really had the speed to, to get himself up there other than that when he, you know, punted punted Reynolds off. I don't really think he had much speed for for any of the other races. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's something that not wasn't really handling well for him. Yeah. And for a guy that's used to driving loose, the first part of the Thursday and stuff and, and early parts of when we were getting some sprinkles and whatever. The track was fairly loose, and these cars were loose. That everybody was drifting, everybody yeah. was moving, moving around, and it made for some exciting near misses. I can tell you. Yeah, no, it was just a bad setup. I, I'd imagine from uh, Waters, it's not not his, not his lack of talent. We all know he's got skill, so I reckon it's just a bit of a shitty setup for for the Tickford boys on uh, on his car that weekend because he just. Well, yeah, I can tell you, over a hundred thousand people there on the Saturday all glued to the screens watching supercars do their thing after watching the F2 and the F3 sessions and their first uh, feature race, I think it was. Um, yeah. Which was, like, let's let's be honest, it was fairly processional. And, again, they're bidding yeah. it all over the place. We can get to that a little bit later. But they, they weren't really that exciting. But I will say one thing at this point before we move on, the F3s and the F2s sound better than the F1s. Oh, yeah, 100%. They just do. They just 100%. do. The F1s sound yeah. like like... Zip, zip, zippies. So we've got, uh, where are we up to? Race six. So, and this is Brock Feeney's win with Andre coming in second with Brody coming third. 
Yeah, pole so, to pole to win for uh, for Feeney, So good on him. Yeah, but I don't think Brody qualified very well. For race six. No, didn't he? He qualified quite down again. But he, he flew through he, the field. He was coming through everybody. And he made up something like 14 race. positions or something. Yeah, a good tyre strategy as well, yeah. like pit stop strategy. So, well, that's because that, that rip through the field in race six is what got him the uh, the, the round Barry win and, and, and the Perkins trophy, yeah. So if he didn't absolutely blitz through the field in that final race there, he probably wouldn't have got it. It probably would have gone to a... Oh, Shane. Giz, I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah. Shane, think Shane was just yeah. ahead of him on, on some points yeah. there. And um, Brownie was making that move on Chaz because I think it on wets. No, he's, he blistered up his tyres. And yeah. from front row, I think Chaz was on front row for for six. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was uh, there with Feeney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there with yeah. Feeney. So Chaz was on front row and Brownie was sitting in behind on second row. And then those two tore off. And they'd taken care of Feeney, and Brandy was putting a move on the outside on Chaz, and they could just see it just wasn't looking right as he was coming nah. around the corner. You just see there was something was going to go wrong here. It looked like he was right on the edge of his grip, and it just looked like he was in the wrong place. And he, he just didn't he, have it yet. He, he just, just, yeah, he just couldn't, took carrying a fraction too much speed. The car was unbalanced, fully loaded, just right on the edge of grip. And he's, he's out in the marbles as well, so there's a lot all, of all of that. Of you can just see it wasn't track, it so. wasn't settled. The car was never yeah. settled. It was just right on the ragged edge, and literally a seagull's flapping coming past would have been enough just to throw it throw it away, yeah. which it did, and it backed it into the wall, which is a real shame because half a lap later, Chaz's tyres were cooked, and he would have been able to make that move like the other ten well, cars did on yeah. him. Quite probably would have had a easily. A third, a third double podium. If we had got that, I reckon if, if Brownie didn't win it, I reckon he would have been up there again. So it would have been a third double podium for Erebus yeah. that weekend. So yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a real shame. Say, speaking of that, what a weekend for Erebus! So like four podiums, and that that's not including the two wins. So six podiums all up, two wins, and six six trophies, seven including the Larry Perkins medal. So that's uh that's the the best weekend by far in a way that Erebus has ever uh, ever achieved. So. Yeah, and don't forget, we're now clearly leading the team's championship, mm-hmm. and we're also taking the drivers' lead, drivers' championship Dri- lead with so, Brody. Yeah, so le- leading the drivers' championship, the team's championship, two wins, four podiums, Larry Perkins medal. You couldn't ask for a better weekend as a and a thousand bucks for the barbecue. Yeah, and it, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's it. So what a what a weekend. So kudos to uh all the uh guys and girls down there in uh in Dandenong for uh putting on that show. They've all uh all worked pretty hard getting these cars built over the off season. So that's uh that's their just rewards right there. Fill, filled up their trophy cabinet quite substantially. They haven't haven't got a lot of wins and podiums in the uh, in the past. So that's a big addition to their uh their trophy cabinet down there. I reckon they're probably just going to have to get a little spare one just for that weekend, just to show that magical weekend at Albert Park with the. Well, that's what they had in the back of the garage. One of the uh, corporate tables, yeah. the bar stool tables. It was just loaded, fully loaded, just with trophies, yeah. bottles of champagne. I saw that picture. Yeah, big novelty check. It was fantastic yeah. to see. So there's a couple of things that we didn't touch on now uh, in the race five, which we'll just move through. We'll move on to now, the second car fire. Of the weekend. <laughs> yes. Right. This is the reason I left it after the race reviews. We'll talk about it now because now we're moving into race week. And this is a, and no one knows what the hell's going on. So when James Courtney 
comes in on fire, identical to Nick Percat the day before, whole front just, left, fully in goal, bigger, <laughs> way bigger yeah. than Percat's one. He, um, he, went, he went, I saw what Percat done the other day. I'm going I'm to beat that. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check this out. And I'm not going to wimp out and just stay at BRT. I'm driving this bastard okay. all the way down the lane. I'm going to take it three quarters of the way down pit lane. Yeah, let's let's see how far we can drive this bad boy before. It I'm explodes. getting it down. To, I'm getting it down <laughs> to the box. They all point it all out. It's, this is as usual. Everyone's ripped the bonnet up. The Fireys have done their job spectacularly once again. Huge thank you to all the marshals to make racing possible. To like yep. all the colleagues of Chris that we spoke to last week, all the marshals did a fantastic job. Well, I'm here without them. Because now, now that everyone's nervous, now everyone's really, really worried, right? When they lift the bonnet up, and apart from all the obvious damage, all the carbon fibre and the coatings and all the covers and the, the bits that are in, in the engine bay basically have shrink-wrapped the engine because they've all melted. They're on fire, burning actively, but then yeah. with that, they've all deformed and shrink-wrapped all over the stuff that they're covering, which makes it very difficult to investigate exactly what's going on with these fires and why we've got two separate Mustangs on two separate days on the first lap, mind you. Yeah. First lap. Uh, not halfway through the race, not 72 laps in a 250K race at Newcastle, but on, which is way hotter the conditions than what Melbourne had. But on the first yeah. lap, we've got these two cars coming in to the starter pit lane on fire. Same place. Let's go look for the usual suspects. We need to find a source of ignition. We need to find the componentry that's flammable and, and work out you know, what's actually burning. And then we, we need to look at the placement of the equipment that's in there, that we, which gives the combination of ignition and fuel. Do you, do you know if supercars actually looked into it after Percat's fire or did they yep. just go off? Absolutely. The, they did? Yeah. Absolutely they have, 100%. So yeah. the tech crew, the tech working group, technical working group, which are still developing yeah. the, the cars at the moment, were pulling a Percat's car apart while they were rebuilding it to look at the differences between the Camaro and the Mustang's engine bays. Yeah. And they were sus on the oil can catch, the overflow catch can. Yeah. So cars running a dry sump. And for people who haven't seen Brad Jones's video that he put out yesterday, watch it if you haven't. If you haven't, well, if you have not seen it, it's the closest idea that they have to how these fires have started yeah. that they have so far. It is. It is still just an assumption, but yeah, it, it's definitely. It's a working theory. I, I reckon he's pretty close, though. It's a working theory, and. It's the they're working off that premise as being we'll start this we'll start with this, and then we'll work out. Yeah. And if we can discount all of this, we will work out to something else. But I don't think they have to stretch their legs too far to walk away from what Brad showed everybody about how if the car has a dry sump, it has a fuel can or fuel uh, oil tank at the top of the engine bay, and with increased oil temperature, increased oil pressures, with potentially some fuel blow-by in your engine where a little bit of unburned fuel gets down past your pistons and gets into the mixes with the oil, which is then pumped around through your your 
engine and back into the oil tank, yeah, it has an overflow for all the air and all the fumes and everything else. The pressure builds up and has a pressure relief hose that goes into the catch can. As it blows away any fumes, vapors, air, whatever gases are coming out of the engine into this catch can, it will also spray out a little bit of liquid, a little bit of oil, and there might be a fraction, tiny little bit of race fuel in there too, but it might be primarily oil vapor. And they have an oil filter which catches that. doesn't catch all of it, catches 90, 90% of it or more. But there yeah. will still be some tiny droplets, and we'll make, it makes a, a vapor and oil mist which then sort of finally coats that section of the car right where the exhaust manifold is and the headers coming out of your engine, which are red hot, when they're sitting on the start line with their foot flat to the floor with the rev limiter yeah, holding it at 7,500 RPM for like 10 seconds, you just got red hot heat coming through your headers with no airflow. Yeah. Car's not moving. It's just sitting there. So that's the theory that they're working towards do, now. Do you know if the, like, is that the theory? Because So does that mean they think that the fires were pretty much started or, or lit the, the the first embers at least when the cars have just taken off? Like, is that is that what they're thinking? And then by the time they've got to the end of the lap, they've had, a, you know, all the airflow coming through from its... They, you know, they haven't mentioned, any, they haven't mentioned they that they're igniting off the start line. Yeah. Because you'd see it. You'd see smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's setting up the conditions for it because now you're racing, right? So you're never actually yeah. slowing down your your engine anyway. So you got yeah, still got hot headers now, but you're also pumping because of with the time you got five k's as you're flying around and you're building pressure. You're also adding to the the spray. Yeah, so there's obviously a period of time where there's enough of the fine spray being coating in that front left hand wheel arch area and all yeah. of that. With the combination of the heat, once it starts to drip down and coat some things, it might get a small fire, fans it all up, bang, up she goes, ignites the uh, carbon fiber and the coatings on the carbon fiber of the the cowling um, covers and other um, composite compounds that are in the engine bay. Once they start to go, bang, up they'll go. You're no longer burning oil. Like you're not, this is not an oil fire, but it's starting off that way, which is then burning the composite materials that are under the hood in the engine bay. That's what's what's burning. Yeah, it's the wheel arches and stuff that are actually on fire. So that's all. And probably another cover there. They thought maybe the the tire pressure monitoring sensor might have been the issue because it was attached in that location with an electrical surge, started with an electrical fire. Yeah. which then ignited any of the spray that might be there, plus the composite materials that are making up the component. It's actually mounted to because yeah. there was an electrical surge in Nick's car. They said it, it spiked up around 40 volts and it should have been 12. Yeah. Um, might have started a short. And because the wiring loom was all gone as well. So that's yeah. what took him so long to repair all the car. It wasn't just the bolt holding on bits. It was rewiring the car was the... Yeah, well, Courtney, Courtney didn't actually get back out for the last race, so no, that was uh, too much well, damage. Well, the, the whole of yeah, the whole of our uh, Sunday. So, well, the whole wiring room uh, and everything was gone. They didn't have time yeah. for parts. It was just cactus. So they they've looked into it. So we'll, we'll work out exactly what that means for Perth, because if these cars now have a propensity to ignite, 
under certain conditions, which is why they did that rolling start on race six, which yeah. to me was a complete cluster. What yeah. a balls up that was. Yeah. Like uh, supercars get a lot of things right, and I'll, I'll give them praise, and I'm liking the way they're still developing the car and they're still working together. They're no longer yeah. gagging drivers from criticising the cars. But yeah. if you're going to do a rolling start to safeguard the potential for two cars that have already caught fire, more catching fire, yes. if you're going to do a rolling start, you can stick your single file start right up your backside. 100%. Side by side, like Trans Am NASCAR style. If you want to do a, a legitimate race start, you yeah. don't do a safety car restart in single file. It just eliminates yeah. the racing. We're already on. Well, it's not a race start. It's not. It's not a race start. A hundred percent. It's not a race start. It's a safety car start. There's no race start there at all. They're not. They're not giving the drivers the opportunity to gain positions. They're not doing anything like that. There's. It's. It's not a race start. You know. If they, you know, like when it's wet, if they say the cars get the race is going to start under safety car, but that wasn't, we're not going to, they didn't do a lap. It wasn't like they'd done a lap of the race because there was conditions on the track they needed to suss out. That was the formation lap, come round and safety car. So, you know, that, that's, that's lap one. That, that's, you don't, you don't start lap one of a race single file behind the safety car. You no. do that side by side. No, so, that's. So, so, so supercars, pull your head out your backside because that was ridiculous. That was a waste of everyone's yeah. time. Balls up. And another <laughs> another smack for them. Why yeah. the hell are we doing a compulsory pit stop in a 14, 13 or 15 lap race? Like, come on. So, uh, no, it's I, a sprint I, I, race. Just pick I, your tyres. doesn't mean you don't have to come in if you don't want to. Just don't do make everybody come in. Kind of race. understand that because it's the spectacle of it. Like they're wanting to show off the, you know, the spectacle and the 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 prowess of the of the the pits crews as well. Especially in front of like you know, it's a world audience. They they don't get that much very often. So I I kind of understand the pit stops. Like it's it's completely unnecessary other than the performance side of things. So it's just a, it's just to put on the show of. Look at our pit stops. Look at how we do them, kind of thing. Yeah, That's, I'm pretty sure Bryce so, Fullwood and Will Davison will be disagreeing with you there. That I, I 100% agree with that. I don't think they agree with me at all. But uh, that's I, I, I'm okay with the pit stops because I think it just shows off. You know, it shows that. Oh, uh, Will Brown will disagree with you too. Well, to he would. He would. I think Brownie. Sorry, Brownie. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't, CPS, I'm, I'm okay the CPS with the pit stops. cocked up so many people's strategies and races because you don't have time to race back. Yeah. It does. You chuck that's, one that, safety car in like we had this weekend. That's the end of you. You're doing a compulsory it, pit but, stop, but you can't race back. I mean, that can be the same at some of the other circuits as well, you know. So I, I, I get it. I, I, I see where people are coming from when they say don't do it, but I also see why they do have it there because it just puts on, you know, it adds that extra element to the races and shows shows the world who's watching because we're at the F1. We're not the, the main event there where the support that, that weekend. Races. So. 13 yeah. lap races, mate. But, you know, not 38 day, lap races. It, it would it would make the racing more enjoyable if they didn't have them and just let them go hell for leather for 13 laps without a pit stop. 100% I get that as well. Absolutely. So anyway, that's my that's my gripes. There's a couple of gripes there because I just think they got some things wrong. They got some things right, but yeah, they got those two wrong. Um another smack for which we didn't get to earlier, but we're coming into the general chat now. 
Thursday, magnificent AGP, opened up everything, beautiful. Go to the grandstands, go down the garages, go to the pits, do your thing, snoop around, have a great day. We all did. Friday, the only access that all the Supercars fans had was directly through the F2 pits themselves. They were closed to the public and had three 30-minute sessions where the pits were actually open to transit through. Unless you had a corporate pass or a pits team's pass or something, there was no other way to get to the back of the garages on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Because of the problems that F2 and F3 had on track, they had all their delays retrieving cars and whatever, which were clashing with the pit opening times so people could transit through the F2 pit, which is only 50 metres away from the back of the mm-hmm. garages. All the marshals, all the, all the security officials wouldn't let anybody through. They said, no, no, we've got cars coming. We can't let you through. But when are we going to get through? Because the tracks, your pits are supposed to be open for us to transit now to get to the supercars pits. No, 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 we won't. we'll let you know. Never opened them again on Saturday. So they had a morning session at about 10.20 in the morning where pits were open. Then F2 and F3 came out, a bunch of cars crashed in the key litter, brought them back in. Never opened the access to the garage again for supercars fans all Saturday. There were hundreds of people, hundreds, all queued at that mm. point. And at the end of it, when they still, we were there for an hour and a half waiting for it to open so we can get through to the garage. So, congratulate our team on winning stuff. Mm. And I got bounced by one security to the next lane. There was like a little pedestrian lane going down the back of um, F3 garage. But that guy on that lane wouldn't let anybody down unless you had a pass i said well you mate over there just bounced me down here to say this is the way to get down to the garages he said no no you haven't got accreditation you can't go down going well they haven't opened those pits mate because we got to go all the way around i said mate there is no all the way around this is the only way to get access to where we need to go so i went back Mm -hmm. to the old mate said your mate up there won't let us down he goes well i'll let you this time just sneak down past medical center on the um little road that goes under the bridge, the little tunnel that goes underneath the track. Let you sneak sneak down there. Now, Marshall's over there said, no, you can't come this way. I'm going, mate, you're a bloke there 15 minutes away. Go call out to him and just send me here. He goes, no, can't come down. I'm going, this is a joke. So I go back to him, mate, and I go, well, that guy won't let me down. This guy won't let me down. You won't let me down. You're letting these guys with the lanyards down because they're corporate. Yeah. Letting them through, and there's 500 supercars fans here waiting for you guys to open your pits so we can get through your pits to get to the supercars. Yeah, so I, I, I get it if if it was an issue with safety because there was cars coming down, but if they're letting people through because you've got a, a special pass, correct? It's not that's not about safety, and that's nope. just that's that's just bullshit. So it is know, bullshit. It was why, why can't everybody bullshit. get through there? Yeah. So. There were some people there that were a bit more vocal than I was. was, So I'm trying to work with these guys. I'm trying to work out a way to get around, trying to work out a solution. Yeah. There was dozens behind me. They were just ready to get pitchforks and lighting (laughs) torches. They were were hurling it. They they were vocal. They were ripping in, going hard. And they were getting a lot of support. It was an abomination of organising, an absolute cluster. So on the Saturday, we go back. We're expecting the same kind of treatment. 
Well, I think somebody up in management at Supercars must have had a word to the guys organising the access. Yeah. Because they opened up that lane, the first one I told you about, that goes down towards Paddock Club. Uh, they opened that avenue up for public general access now. So we had a permanent all-day access to the back of the garages for Saturday and Sunday. Because after the yeah. Saturday debacle, they were going to – you would you, you thought the car fire – on James Courtney's car was going to be big. You would have seen what these guys were going to torch. They were going to burn the whole place to the ground. <laughs> they were going off tap. So yeah, they, they hell, sorted hell, it out on Saturday. No fury like a pissed off supercars fan. Oh, mate, mate, and it wasn't the blokes. I'll give you the yeah. tip. It wasn't the blokes <laughs> that were making the most noise at all because there were a lot of people well, there on the Friday that weren't necessarily coming on the Saturday or Sunday. They were just wanted yeah. to go down and see their team. That was the day they were coming. Yeah. And they couldn't get down to the garages. Yeah, they were they were um unhappy campers, put it that way. Yeah, I can imagine. So That's they did joke. sort it out for Saturday and Sunday, but the damage was already done for a lot of fans. I left a bit of taste, a very bit yeah. of taste in, in the mouth of a lot of fans. Now um, was that was that supercars that done that or was that the Nah see supercars have got no say in this. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're the fourth support category. Like they are legitimately, they're getting the dregs of everything. They've got the dregs of the time. They've got the time certain, the time shortened. They couldn't have their transporters at the back because there's literally no room for them. They were just parked up over the hockey oval sort of in the, in the precinct. Yeah. Yeah. They, they get nothing. They get exposure. Yeah. But they, they putting on effectively four exhibition races. The first time ever we raced on a Thursday. Yeah. Ever we've never raced Which the is, points on a Thursday. We've always just qualified and practiced. You know, there's been there's been a, a lot of talk online and stuff about people saying, "Well, you know, why are the supercars there? They're they're doing that." I, I completely get why they're there because to put your brand out in front of a worldwide audience, like supercars, doesn't get to do that very often. So even though we we are the fourth tier category there now, you know, we're we're playing fourth fiddle to the to the Formula Series. It's still, even though they're short races and everything like that, in terms of supercars and where they're coming from saying they want to keep doing it, I completely understand because it puts our sport into a world audience. There's there's people all around the world that are tuning in. And to be honest, if they keep putting on races like they did, as, albeit as short as they were, if they keep putting on races that they did, that's going to gain supercars, a ton of fans around the world, just for having those cars there on track albeit for the tiny little period they're out there. 100% agree, mate. You look at the yeah. action we had in a half hour. We're only doing 30-minute races, right? So yeah. little sprint races. The amount of chaos, entertainment, barging, overtaking, moves, yeah. like the amount of action that we compressed into that, those tiny little little um, races. Cars catching fire. Dude, we haven't seen cars catching fire. Like you see one or whatever couple of years, and it's usually yeah. after a massive accident, and it's because, well, we have one of the Goldie. Had one Goldie last year in that massive pile-in when Macca's yeah. car caught fire, but that wasn't because he was driving it around. It was because no. he he'd been put into another two cars and a couple exactly. hundred k's an hour and just split it. So the you know the the, ent- the entertainment value that those cars provided over the weekend and the racing that they provided, I hundred percent guarantee you there's thousands of people all around the world now that may have never even seen supercars before that just went what the is this like this is this is awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna try and tune into these guys if i can so yeah well the problem 
I understand all of that. And with because AGP run it and supercars don't, at least they were able to get a solution done overnight for the fan access. Yeah. Because there's, there's, all of that is perfect and t- don't take anything away from overseas exposure and, and getting on the card. And people who are watching F1 on the broadcast will be able to see supercars. They might not be watching it even in Australia domestically. Yeah. They're F1 fans. Yeah. and But there's way more action, way more entertaining than the processional racing that you see um, in the F1s. Yeah. Wasn't that processional this time around. <laughs> so <laughs> so there, there was all of that. Um, the tech crew were doing their investigation on Nick's and, J- and JC's, JC's car to work out exactly how, why, um, and the solution before Perth. Yeah. So they'll have something sorted out for that. Uh, we're also doing center of gravity parity testing for the car balance at Tickford yesterday, or Monday and Tuesday this week. So that's nine cars uh, been held back, one from each constructor. So there are nine constructors that made their own chassis out of the teams. One of those cars will be balanced out at Tickford, at Campbellfield in Victoria. And they did that for the last two days. Effectively, they want everybody about 250 millimetres off the racing line. They gave them all identical setups to put into their car, like a standard race trim yeah. setup. And they basically jack up the right-hand side of the car and start tipping it, tipping it over, yeah. lifting it up, and then they just measure everything so they, everyone knows where to put their ballast on the floor. So everybody's kind of got exactly the same handling and the center of gravity of the car, the pivot point the, the, that it re- wants to rotate around, and that is yeah. the same for everybody instead of just what they had. Well, they, just, they just did some computer modeling up to this point and said, this is the rule where you will have your center of gravity, but they never actually tested it in after you know race trim and racing and stuff. Yeah. Now they can. So that's been done. Courtney and, Jace and the other cars have been checked for their fires. Fan access, they got it fixed on Saturday, but you can't afford to make those errors, mate. You just can't afford to have that that mistake. Nah, you've got to fix that up. It's massive oversight, and Especially. I don't know who was ultimately responsible for it. I'm pretty sure it's AGP. It certainly wasn't supercars. Yeah. But, but they couldn't do anything about it. So that's con- – unless you've got some more to wrap up about the supercars portion of this weekend, I'm nah. kind of – that's pretty much it. The only only other thing I think I, I was reading that the that was the this year was the last year that supercars are actually contracted onto the oh yeah they got a two year uh, option F one ticket so there yeah there you know there's a, a possibility that we might not see them back there again next year which I I don't want I'd love to see them back again you know for purely for selfish reasons one because it's you know two and a half k's down the road so if uh, it's about about as close as I'm going to get to, uh, you know. Yeah, well, go, don't go, go to Wagga this time. I told you that last episode. Yeah, well, tell my bloody niece not to turn 21, and uh, then, then I told we'll you to right, get so. another niece. I'm pr- I'm pretty pretty sure I'll be all right this year. I don't think she can turn 21 again next year, so we should be all right unless they are. Oh, you unless, never know. Unless, unless they change the weekend again, so you know. Yeah. But, uh, well, you just tell them that it's not you're not going if it's on F1 weekend. But if yeah, they're going to come it. back again next year and do a similar format, four races over four days with Supercars Thursday. Yeah. Just get rid of this CPS, and yeah. there's not much more you can really do apart from turn it into a proper sprint race and just let them all just go for it for the entire duration of the whatever laps you're allowed to have. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, they'll make changes hopefully. So see how we go. Well, hopefully they come back, and if they do, they'll hopefully listen to uh, listen to what the fans want and uh, provide. Well, I think the, if they're uh, coming back, I think the they're update. getting bounced off the pit lane. Completely. Yep, they're going to take yeah. where the F two pits were, which is just out the back of the main pit lane. I think yeah. they're they're talking because they're going to move if F two and F three are coming back. Because I don't know if they're bringing them both back again next year or not. I'm not sure if it's been announced. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So if if F two and three are coming back like they did this time, I think they're going to they're renovating or they're redesigning the pit lane at Albert Park. They're already doing yeah. it. So I think they're going to push the twos and threes onto the pit straight. Supercars will take the slot just out the back in the temporary pits. Well, if they're banned from pit lane, then we're not banned from pit lane. Bounce from pit lane, they'll have to. Uh, they'll have to do no pit stop races. Can't can't do a pit stop without a pit bay. Oh no! But like every other support category does, you just share one. You just you're like yeah. in front of the F threes. They go right. These are your pit bays for the race. If you're doing a stop, yeah. you, know, you just share the. But it does does make it more difficult for them though. So are they going to want to lug everything there and back for four races a weekend, or are they just going to go well? Yeah, it's, we'll it's, just get we'll just get rid of the pit stop. Yeah, it's that's all be all to be decided. But at yeah. least fans will have access to that area then. Un- yeah, because you won't have. They can close the entire sections off. The well, it might pit be straight if they. It'd choose. be way better for fans because they're out the back there where all the other cars sit, like the Porsches and stuff like that. You have got way better access. You can get way closer to the cars, and you can actually, you know, Correct. have a bit of a look around about there. So that that in terms of getting the fans up close to the cars, which you can't really do at supercars events. So getting them right up close to the cars like that would be awesome. Well, you won't be able to go to the back of the garages, really, though, because the way that they're laid out, you sort of drive into the garage and it's all that long line of marquee garages. Mm. So you'll be standing behind the fence, effectively, looking in the garage from the front. So you actually get less access to to the cars. But you'll be able to go get access to that area, but you'll actually have less up close access to the standing at the traditionally standing at the back of the garage watching sessions on the TVs or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Teams walking in and out past you and all that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure they'll go for that idea, but they won't have a choice because they're, they're a, a um, invited category. Yeah. So they don't really have any sway in this. Oh, well, moment. I'm sure they'll figure it out and we'll find out over the coming months. So. Yeah. Well, more to the point, we've got Perth coming up. So. We do, yeah. Well, that's only what three, three weeks, weeks away, so yeah, that'll be fun. But bef- before we talk about Perth, we should have a, a little bit of a chat about that uh, that other race that went on there on the weekend, anyway. So I, I, I believe there was another race there that wasn't supercars, anyway. There were three, bit, bit, bit of a big one. So yeah, well, there's more than three. The uh, F two and F three, but uh, not, eh. not really cute. <laughs> Meh, whatever. You know, they're they're all right. But, no, uh, in the in the the big one on Sunday. There were three parts of that race. It was a three part. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that was a three parter, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was uh, quite entertaining. Speaking speaking of that, what is your thoughts on uh, F1's red flag restart policy? Because I, I love it. I reckon it's awesome. Put them let's back on the grid start, and let them go. Let's just go again. straight to that. Let's just go straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I reckon if you're doing a, in this instance, it was a 58 lap race. Yeah. If you've got 10 laps to go, and there's a, a a fairly big incident, like it's going to be a safety car that's going to need a lot of cleaning up. 
Yeah. Red flag it. 100%. Stop the clock. Stop the lap counter. That yeah. is the best opportunity that they will have to do the repairs that it might be required and clean up the circuit and then restart to finish under green conditions. Yeah. So social media, which is amazing for a blow-up, everyone's lost their <laughs> mind about how crap the finish was and how they cocked it all up and it was just stupid and wrong and this and that. Every single person I've had spoken with since who has been whinging about the finish to this particular race, I've asked them the same question. So what would you have done differently? Oh, you just can't finish under red flag. It's just, what would you have done differently? What would you have done? What's your solution? Yeah. Do you understand why they did what they did? Oh, yeah, but I just don't like it. Well, that's different. That's a different argument, mate, than what you're making. You're saying yeah. they got it wrong. If they had not done that, when Albon had gone in and hit the tech wall, the tech barrier, that's yeah. the reason for that first red flag. Yeah. Because it wasn't because he put kitty litter all over the circuit and had to get the brooms out and his car had to get picked up and put on a truck that wasn't the cause for the red flag it was the cause for the red flag because they had to repair the tech barrier fence hmm. they needed to have all of the officials and the engineers working on that without cars circulating yeah once that was explained everyone went, oh, okay that makes sense because you never a red flag just to clean up a circuit just to yeah sweep some stuff off the track right no so yeah but as soon as soon as you as soon as you got vehicles on track it's obviously a you know, it becomes a safety hazard. So you, yeah, you don't yeah, exactly, exactly. Cars you're going to have other. You're going to have other equipment on track too. Exactly. In so, in and re yeah. readjusting fencing and stuff. So, so that's yeah, all fine, hunky dory. And we only think about at that time when Albon went in, they called for the safety car, and then they did a lap or two around the safety car before they realised they couldn't do the restart yeah. because the tech barrier needed to be repaired. That's yeah. when they red flagged the session. Yeah. So that was the first part of the race. When, like, And then it was like the middle of the race was just like boring. It was just, yeah. oh, they did the full, yeah, they did the full grid restart. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Did the full grid full grid restart. And yeah. Um, and that's, uh, because that's right, because that, that stuffed up poor, poor Georgie over when he, uh, when he decided to pit from the lead and uh, then made the pit from the lead, which at the time was the right call. Like he's, he's pitted from the lead to put hard tyres on and hopefully go to the end of the race. And then next lap they call a red flag and all the cars that didn't pit get a free uh free tire free change tire with change. a red flag and completely, completely screwed George over. Not that it mattered too much for George because his Mercedes thought it was a Mustang a little bit later on. Well he caught fire too. To catch fire, so like, yeah, exactly. Apparently so. <laughs> just want to be one of the boys. Just want to be one of the crew. Yeah. I, I, I want to join in this action, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pretend I'm a Mustang supercar for a little bit here and just yeah. burst into flames. So <laughs> well, I thought it was gonna be more like an F thirty five. He had the afterburner going out the back. Well, I heard that, yeah, and people were saying it sounded like a rocket going past. Like Did you not like, see it? He had like an yeah, eight-foot flame shooting out the yeah. exhaust pipe. It looked like an afterburner it's, from a jet. It's mental, yeah. That looked awesome. He should have kept going. It might have given him some speed to get it, get his Well, he wasn't actually back. going any slower. Like yeah. Everything was actually still driving. Not sure exactly yeah. what's come loose up the top on the exhaust up there then. Started. Is, it, is there any regulations in Formula 1 at the moment that say you're not allowed to strap a jet engine to the back of your car? I'm, yeah, probably. Sure probably. <laughs> I'll find one. Trust me. Yeah, good for a rule. Yeah, so we'll go. We'll go back to the the red flag at the end because the middle part, like part two of the circuit racing, was fairly processional. There wasn't a great deal. Max is taking off yeah. up the front. He's just zooming away. 
Lewis once and he, once he got past Lewis, it was always a given he was going to take off. That that Red Bull was just stupid quick. Yeah, well, Perez was flying through the circuit too. He was carving blokes yeah. up left, right, or center. He was actually exciting to watch. Actually, to yeah. be honest, as far as a red uh, F one race goes, there were so many overtakes, so many passing moves on this yeah. circuit. Uh, this was not a boring processional race that people are claiming. Just because your driver's not flying through the field and they're not going wheel to wheel on every single corner doesn't mean guys yeah. weren't coming through and making passes. There were passes all over the circuit. 100%. No, it was good. It was entertaining. It was a very entertaining race. Look at the battle like, between actually... Sainz and Alonso. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm loving these new cars. Like, they, they said they were going to make them easier to pass, and they have. These cars have been awesome fun, so... And uh, Mel- Melbourne's historically not a track that you'd actually get a lot of passing on either. So to, to have as much as you did over the weekend was awesome. Like, you know how you said some blokes would put their big ball pants on and try and make a move at turn 11? Yeah. There were moves being made at turn 11 all weekend. They were doing it, yeah. Turn- That's nine and, nine, 9 and 10 now, Dave. We've lost some corners, remember? Nah, 9 and 10's just that modified one. No, nah, the, the chicane 11 and 12 is now 9 and 10. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the old the old one. I was talking about the current eleven, which is as they're coming down back sweeper. Oh and then yeah, they had the righty. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, want to come yeah, before yeah. like eleven, twelve, like fourteen is fourteen comes back onto the track yeah, now. Yeah, now and we were yeah. we were we were between like eleven and twelve and thirteen, and we're on that little complex, yeah. that little dog leg as you come and as they yeah. decelerate and hang a righty. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah, guys, guys were making moves there. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And, oh, so good. And uh, so, yeah, Perez, I thought it had the drive of the day um, just coming through the field. Oh, for sure, yeah. Max had it all his own way uh, for the majority of the race and deserved to win the race. Yeah. And Lewis found something in race trim that he couldn't find in quality. Yeah. And fought his way through but just didn't have the pace. Still well, claims Merck's his- just. Those just straight straight off the bat when those Mercs just pulled away and, and ended up first and second by the end of by, by turn three and you're going what the where did yeah. that come from? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Russell as well, like Russell, he was yeah. he was like the start was actually really fascinating and yeah. And then um, what I was I was actually hoping Alonso would get up there because he really suits his circuit. He loves it and oh yeah, it works well for him. And he was in the, he's got the package to do it and. Uh, maybe not beat Red Bull, but he's got the package to be on the podium. No, because he's, he's got a green bull, and we all know Red goes faster. So, well, Leclerc bins it right. States basically causes <laughs> the first safety, safety car, car, yeah. And then it's left up to Signs, who's driving like a bat out of hell. He's he's pushing Alonso all the way, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so we we end up with that. The six laps to go, safety car. Um, yeah, safety car slash red flag. Yeah. And you asked me my opinion, did they do the right thing? 100% they did because once they can clean up, um, was it Hulkenberg or? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was, Hulkenberg, it was Hulkenberg yeah, wasn't it? Sure. Um, once, actually, they, once they clean him up. Before we get into the uh, the red flag part, did you hear that he actually the the chunk of his rim that broke off when he hit the wall actually flew into the crowd and hit someone? Yes. Yeah. So I I didn't actually hear, hear about that until till yesterday. I think it was, and I thought that was a, the, like the bloke was all right. I only gave him a little cut on his arm, but that's uh that's a bit of an issue. So 
yeah, was it a marshal or was it a, a punter? No, it was a spectator. It was a punter. Yeah, it was yeah. a spectator. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Put him in the arm, and he was he was actually holding his arm up to his head as well when it, when he said it. So he said, and he was a in in the article. He said he's a bit of a tall bloke, and his fiance was standing next to him. He said if he wasn't standing there, that probably would have clocked her straight in the side of the head. Yeah, so, so she, she's a bit shorter than him. So yeah, it was a you know that's a they're gonna have to look into that. They they have height the fences already, but you know I mean it, it is motorsport. It's dangerous. Things happen even as a spectator, but it's still well, unless they're going to put solid fencing up. Yeah, that you can't see through. Well, it went over the fence. That's the thing. It actually went over the top of the fence. So the fences are about four meters tall. Yeah, and so this this thing in, in the impact, it's gone actually flown up and gone over the fence. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So, I don't know how crazy we're going to have to keep going with height and the ten, probability ten meter, ten meter of things fences, happening. Yeah. But That's it says it. it on my ticket when I buy my ticket. Motor racing is dangerous. There is a risk involved. Like you take, yeah. you take your own risk. We will try to mitigate it. Yeah. These are the precautions we put in. These are the agreements that work all around the world, but we can't get guarantee it's going to be 100% every time. Exactly, yeah. So, so well, yeah, anywho, back to, back to the crash. So, yeah, it was Hulkenberg that, that caused the, uh, the the late race safety slash red, red flag. Red flag. Slash which, red flag, yeah. Because if, if we, by the time we had cleaned him up, we would have ended up finishing under yellow and then everyone would be blowing yeah. up. Social media will lose its mind again and blow up about the fact we mm. just we shouldn't have done that we should have done this we should have finished mm. under green we should have just this shit car. i paid my money yeah i paid well i paid but they red flag it and see a race and yeah, yeah, yeah. the only problem with the red flag is that they let everybody again do their tires and everybody chucked softs on no matter what you yeah. had if they were used yeah. or new it made no difference that everybody was now on the same compound instead of it being yeah. an alternate because Lewis and Max were on alternate tires to each other. Yeah. One was on hard, one was on one was on mediums, one was on on softs, and didn't have the only new set left was hards that they could use of new. Of yeah. Hands. But they let everybody on soft, and then they did not a rolling start, another standing start. They did a standing start. With two laps to go, as it turns out, of racing laps, it was going to be two two racing laps under green, and we all knew what was going to happen. Oh, the the like, the, f- the first thing I said to my mates in the chat where we were we were talking about it, I said this is going to be carnage. I said there is just going to be cars everywhere. So you you, you give twenty races, or you know nineteen, eighteen, however many cars were left in the race, eighteen racing car drivers. An opportunity to gain positions with two laps to go by putting them on a standing start. Like they're not, they're not gonna, they're not gonna ease up. They're not gonna give it half, you know, half beans. They're, they're going full tilt, and they are gonna do everything they can to pass as many cars as they can at all costs. So you've got people trying to get into the points. You've got the people going for podiums. You've got the ones that are wanting to win. It's carnage. It's always gonna be carnage. So, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> what was it about six seven cars there was three up the very back nobody even spoke about the two that you saw scooting off across the very very top after the main accident was happening in turn two yeah yeah when when everyone's like running through and, and gasly's shot through and then old mate um decides to come back onto the circuit and wipe out orcon and to take out both alpines takes out the teammate then Oof. science has gone into the back of alonso 
Given him, a, <laughs> given him a spin into the wall, but he managed to somehow not hit the wall and keep going. Yeah. He goes, no, no, the car's good, mate. I'm I'm just waiting for all this other shit to stop. And I, then, I think he did actually just nudge the wall, but it wasn't hard enough to do any damage. No, he it, said so the car's fine. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took off. I'm off ready, ready to go, yeah. And and uh, Perez was all over the shop. Yeah, well, he, he went, he went, he shooting, went, he went shooting through straight. Yeah. So he's gone through the gravel. He went from, what, fourth to fifth to I think he was 11th or something. So he was actually out of the points at that point. So, and it was just, yeah, it was, oh, it was carnage. You just, I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. Like, we knew it was going to happen, but I still haven't seen anything. I'm just going, you know, what the hell yeah, they were they just do here now? everywhere. So. I mean, uh, and of course, hundred and something thousand people, hundred whatever it was on the Sunday, everybody trackside who'd been waiting for an hour. Like, we had just been delayed, 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 waiting, waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting. For this one and a half hour race to finish, it's now like two and a quarter hours into it. Everybody's just losing their mind trackside. It was just, it sounded like the footy. It sounded like the grand final of the footy. It was just raw after raw after raw after raw, which was fantastic atmosphere. Yeah. And, and so then they sort it all out. We go back to the pits again. And now we're trying to work out are we going to get a race finished because now we're down to one lap. Are we actually on 57 or are we on 58? Because we didn't even complete yeah. a lap. We didn't even complete a sector. Because it all binned in at the uh, turn two, turn one, yeah. turn two. Well, that was uh, an Al- Alonso. That that the sh- shows the racecraft of Alonso and the and the mind that that guy's got in him as well. Because the first the first thing he said when they red flagged that race again was they have to go back. Have whatever to count happens, back. They yeah. have have to go back to whatever the positions were on that grid. Because we didn't complete a sector, he said, "Go back to Silverstone last year when the same thing happened at the race start." And that was the, literally the before before they even asked him if the car and everything was okay. The first thing he said on the radio, "They have to go back. They have to count this back to to the, the restart, restart positions yeah. before, <laughs> yeah. and all the because cars that aren't able sector. to make the grid." Yeah. Um. So we needed to do that final start. We needed to. Because we needed to have the cars finishing the line to classify in yeah. an order. Because we had back-to-back red flags, which means you can't go from the the last red flag, which was the very last lap, can't yeah. go back a lap because the back a lap was, an, was the previous red flag. It was flag, another red flag, yeah. <laughs> which we didn't complete a lap, which means you've got to go back uh, again. I don't think they've even got anything in precise, anywhere remotely in the laws of FIA. That says we're going to have back to back to back to back red. You just keep going back until you can find the ultimate last completed yeah. lap, which would make sense. But we are talking about you need to have it in a rule. You need to be able to apply yeah. a rule. The race director can apply discretion, but he has to refer it to a rule. So we spent 30 minutes waiting for these two rules that were yeah. overlapping each other to work out which one had the precedent to how we're going to finish this race. Yeah. And as we saw, he ended up finishing under oh, – you can't so even say is- it was green. It was a safety car restart. It was a course car restart. Yeah. But once the course car pulls off, because they're doing it on the last lap – It's green flag. Yeah. Only <laughs> un- when you pass the control line. Yeah. And that's the start-finish line, which, the con- yeah, the which is the line finish of the race. Finish line. Yeah. So technically, <laughs> you can race each other as fast as you like. You just yeah. can't overtake anybody until yeah. you get to the start-finish line, which will be the checkered flag, Yeah, which is exactly what we had. Apart from 
Carlos Sainz, who got his five-second penalty for turning Alonso and was on the radio losing his mind, he was carrying on. Oh, mate, I don't don't think I've ever heard a Formula One driver have a tanty like he he was begging he he was yeah he, he was like he was like someone who hadn't had food for for a month who was just starving for something he was he was begging them begging them not to you can't do that you got to go back you gotta make them wait make them wait tell them yeah, to stop. I need we'll to talk, talk to them I need we'll, to we'll talk, talk about them. it after the race they can't after the race they can't yeah. do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I was like mate they've they've done it it's too late for that so. Yeah, they're not going to recall it now. They're not going to repeal it. No. You can appeal it, I suppose, after the race, and because it's a time penalty, so they can always adjust yeah. their positions. Like it's, it's always yeah. something. It's not a. He didn't lose position. It wasn't a grid spot penalty, so no. he didn't actually lose track position. But I did notice on that, oh, the restart, the final, final one when he when he backed them all up. Oh yeah, he was yeah, he was yeah. going slow, mate. He was going yeah. slow to give himself as far down the front so he could drop the hammer and try to oh, make yeah. another second or two so that five yeah. seconds wouldn't go back as many positions. And I think he did. It probably saved him from, you know, he still, he still finished out of the points, but he probably would have finished maybe 15th or something. Yeah, I think he was 12th. 12th so, you know, yeah, yeah. P12. But, yeah, he might, yeah. Have, he might have saved himself a couple of spots. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I said that to my friends. He said, you watch this. Like, even Fabs won't be going this slow. You're like you watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Debris, watch how bad you got to back because then they can't go too far back because they got to keep. I think it's six car lengths. Yeah, I think that like minimum, uh, maximum. Yeah. You can't you can't ten fall car back. lengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's six Oop. car lengths from the car in front on a restart. No, you ten, can't drift ten, ten too far back. Yeah, so that. But once once the safety car's in though, and the race has effectively started, does that still apply? I don't think it does. No, That's why he was no, able no, to back no, them up you, so much. You so. just you can do whatever you like. You can't. You just yeah. can't overtake. Yeah. Until you pass the control so, line. So so that's why can't he, change, was, he was a good. The leader of the leader of the line can't change speed. Yeah. Like like they they he can't start backing off and then rolling forward again. Like he can't change. The, the current speed that he's at. He can go faster. He just can't go slower and start yeah. brake checking dudes and then just drop the hammer. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. On the plus side, that uh that five second penalty for science got uh got our young Oscar up to uh P eight for his first points in uh in Formula One in only his third ever race. So that was yep. uh that, was that so and cool. the Alpines wiping each other out. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was uh, that was very helpful. Because so. he was having a massive battle with um was it Sonoda? Big- he was having a huge battle with him. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was all on for that for the, for the last kind of position, eleventh, tenth, eleventh on the on the race there. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, actually, that just you, you put a good point in there. Big big kudos to uh, Oscar's former team for uh, for getting him his first points. Thanks, thanks very much, Alpine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they're trying to get him back because that's what happens when you go back. There, so. I think I think he's going to be stuck where he is, that McLaren with uh, Lando. Yeah. Uh, he'd be pretty happy there, but no, that was awesome to see him get his uh, his first couple of points. And uh, there's some uh, some video of his old man Chris in the uh, in in the crowd at yeah the, spraying at the, the, the champers, spraying the champers going off. So <laughs> yeah, quite that, enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, by the way, speaking of champers, did you see? I'm going. I'm cutting roll the way back now to when when we um had the double podium. Yeah, with Brody and Will, and they sent B two up to. Do the team accept the team's points? Oh no, I missed it. Yeah. So B two Brad Parker goes up there to he's, he's the team's designate to go up to receive the you know the yeah. team's trophy for the 
for the win. Yeah. I swear that guy had to pay rent at the podium stairs at the top. He was there about 25 minutes before all the guys had finished down in pit lane <laughs> doing their interviews with Gus and everybody else down in Rihanna and all that. And he didn't want to leave. So he's gone, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm there. And he, there's video of him just running, bolting straight up the stairs, and he's just yeah. standing at the top of the stairs. And all the team are down, and the drivers haven't got their helmets off and shit. Like, he's already <laughs> up the top of the stairs waiting for the waiting for the podium. Yeah. And I was, I, I swear he had to pay rent. He was there. That <laughs> That's good. Good on yeah. And then, then the boys filled up the cup, and then he drained it. It wasn't a, nice. a shoey. It was out of the trophy. But, uh, yeah, nice. he drained it big time, so. Well done to awesome. that. That was that was another great moment in in our, in our weekend. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. So, what do you think about the end of all of this? So, F one's run it, run and done. And were you happy with the way it finished? Because I couldn't see any other way. They tried everything they could to go green. I mean, look. I mean, when when it when it finishes under effectively a safety car thing, like you're never you know a hundred percent happy with it. But I'm the same as you, mate. Like I can't see any other way they could have done it so you know that's at the end of the day it is what it is the the only thing that i can think they could have done was potentially picked up on that need for that red flag earlier than they did because there was a couple of laps before they brought that red flag out that's the only thing that i can see them going back and looking at is going well we need to be able to assess faster to bring out a red flag when it's so close to the end of the race or but, you just make a rule yeah you just make a rule. So, you say if there's if it's within ten laps to go, if it's within then it's instant red flag. You just go to a yeah. red flag, yeah. straight away. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that as well. Don't so, burn, yeah. don't burn one or two laps under yellow yeah. while you work out do you need to go red because there's a tech barrier yeah. that needed fixing. Once the marshals get the word through, and yeah. you just go, well, we're just going to stop the clock. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Just let them go. For, you know, do it. So. But look at the end of the day. There's, there, you know, you, you can't do anything about the way it finished. It, it finished the way it finished, and at the end of the day, it was a bloody entertaining race. So, yeah, it was it was awesome from start to finish. So you can you can piss and moan as much as you like and say it was crap and you know it was the the worst ending ever. No, it wasn't. No, you know, it 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 could have ended better. Yeah, sure, it could. But at the end of the day, we had awesome racing and you know great fun from from start to finish bar the very last lap where they had to finish you know under the sing, single file under the safety car so that's the, it the fact they did a standing full grid restart yeah wouldn't have made a difference if they did a side by side rolling restart so no. people who are people who are blowing up about that as well going well they should well, have done a rolling restart well you certainly can you can do a side by side but you're still going to yeah. have the same number of cars barreling into the same turn in the same congestion Exactly. Yeah, they're just so, going to be doing yeah. it at, at maybe a little bit more speed because they've already got like an eighty k yeah. head start. Exactly. Start line. If anything, it might be even worse than that because you've got them all going so fast, and when they try well, and get standard out, race speed, they'll be at normal yeah. racing speed, which it, it, is what they've exactly. just done for another fifty six laps prior to that. Normal race speed side by side in the turn one. That's going to. That's not going to. Normal. So you know, it's normal. Yeah. It's how they start every race. It's how they first couple of laps work out, and then after that, yeah. they find a natural spot. So no, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay with it. I think it finished right. I think it was a great race. Max deserved to win. Oscar got points. You know, that's uh that's Oh, that's, that's the is, other so. thing. As it turned out, as it all turned out in the end, the natural order of who was going to normally have won that race barring accident, yeah, wasn't changed. 
Max was no. nine seconds up the road when that red flag was called. Yeah, exactly. Like the safety That's car. It, yeah. Sorry, when the safety car was called, like he was already gone. The the only thing that might have happened that, that could have thrown a spanner in the works and a bit of a comeuppance would have been if 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 at that first restart after the red flag that Lewis got past Max and won the race, and you know that would have just been a a very 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 slight you know comeuppance for, uh, for for Lewis after what happened to him at Abu Dhabi, uh, Abu Dhabi in twenty twenty one. So you know, well, that's just. But then at the same token, if Lewis had managed to somehow force his way through with a better jump off the start, yeah, and then block Max for two laps or yeah. even one lap, he deserved to win. Max still deserved to win that race because he's he was faster. Oh, he was well. He was he was. Miles in front, like he, he just as soon as he got the lead, he took off, and you know that's just that's just what it was. So it would it would it would have been more. He even had an off and got back on again and swore yeah. and said sorry, and still yeah. it still it was still seven seven seconds clear. Exactly. So you know, at the end of the day, I think that the race, the the people on the podium deserved to be on the podium, and yes. the, the the right result was the right result. The the only thing that you know people might complain about. I'm sure if you're an Alpine fan, you're probably pretty pissed off because you know they. But at the end of the day, they took themselves out. You know they they uh, just two Frenchmen that, going so. on strike again. Exactly. That's it. You know the, the French. The French have loved destroying things recently. Actually, I've seen a, a bit a bit of a bit of footage from over there. So they, I think they were just they were going you know, out in sympathy. They were just torching their own it. cars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so, but no, I, I I thought it was an awesome race. It was an awesome race weekend in general. So all all the uh, you know, the supercars, the super twos and super uh, F twos and F threes actually put on a pretty good show as well, and the uh, and and the F ones. So you know, kudos to uh to all of them, and kudos to Melbourne for putting on another absolutely ripper race weekend. Yes, yes, it was. It was an absolute cracker, and uh, I was exhausted, literally exhausted on Monday. <laughs> I can imagine. It was just, well, turning up on Thursday, well, first of all, we kicked off Wednesday night because you didn't have to go to work on Thursday, but, yeah, four days, four days back-to-back. It was uh, so many cars, so much action, um, a lot of crazy. We've talked a lot about the stuff it's more like in depth than we wanted to, but there's just so much stuff there to talk about. It's it was just action from prac from P one to the final race on Sunday night, and ah, it was awesome, just nuts. And awesome, I hope people awesome just sort race. of relax a little bit and look at it for what it actually was and what was trying to be achieved here by following the rules, but also trying to attempt the best possible chance to finish this race in race conditions, yeah, whatever that means. Not under yellow safety car processional because they could have just chucked the safety car at a halt spin and then just proceed to drive around for six laps and then go, sorry, oh, we're going to go green for one lap, you know, if there's enough time. Yeah. At least they try to give everybody as much chance as they could. But they might be able to tweak a few things in this instance and use this as a precedent for maybe a couple of tweaks to – Going directly oh, they will. To a red flag instead yeah, of they will like this yellow will, first. This will be you know it's the same with anything in motorsport. You know when something happens that was a first, we've had two red flags so close to the end of the race. So that's something they're going to go back and they're going to look at now, and they'll they'll make improvements. They'll oh, make come sure on, mate, we just had three again. red flags in one race. It's never happened. Like, <laughs> no, it has happened. We're breaking new ground here. 
was it was only, was only just uh, last year, I think, or the year before, Emilia uh, Romano, I think, or was it Magello, where they had three red flags in a race. Mm, so it's, didn't think so. I thought this was the very first yeah. time. Might have had two. No, they they had. Uh, it might have been two, actually. Yeah, it might have been two. You might be right there, actually. So the yeah, first time we had three. Yeah. So and especially so close to the end of the race. So that's right. They'll, yeah, they'll it's the it timing. They'll, they'll that's changes, what people so. are most upset about. It's just the fact that uh, the lap where the lap counter was. If this happened there in lap go. lap thirty eight and lap thirty nine, uh, no one would be it. talking about that's, it. That's that's car racing. You don't know when someone's going to plow into the wall. If we did, I'd be rich. You know, I'd be putting bets on it. But yeah, no, nobody's going to predict that. So well, unless you're in charge of the red flags, yeah. Oh, oh, here's here's something dumb. Here's another dumb thing that happened. I think it was race five for supercars. I think it was the Saturday yeah. race. Was that the one that they started with the Australian flag? They actually did the odd flag wave? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you know why? The, the officials from the previous race, the F2 race, had they locked. off with the... Yeah, buggered off with the keys for the start, <laughs> for the light buttons and the light box. Oh, that's brilliant. So, so the it. race starter's gone up there to kick off the supercars race. He's going, anyone got the key to open this thing up so I can turn the lights where's on? The, no. Where's the green flag? <laughs> oh, where's the guy with the keys? I don't know. Does anybody know where the guy with the keys are? They couldn't find oh, him. Awesome. So the guy with the keys, he'd bug it off. He's they they couldn't find anybody else break. with a second yeah. set of keys. Like, what ridiculous is that? <laughs> you have an entire Albert Park precinct of mechanics with tools. Yeah. They couldn't work no out how to get open. into the lid. Sure, sure, surely they could just call out. Is there is there a locksmith somewhere on the front street that can uh you know just jump you the fence? You don't even need a locksmith, mate. You just need a hammer and a screwdriver. <laughs> just just a crowbar, mate. That'll just do. a surely hammer and a screwdriver will like yeah. flip that lid open, right? Yeah. So they couldn't do that. Oh, so now cool. all of a sudden we're making this big deal that we're all going to be racing under uh, the Australian flag. We're going to drop the Australian flag to start the race, which we yeah. did, and that was when Will and uh, Shane, Shane, we're on yeah. the front row. And we all thought Will might have jumped the start a little bit, but Shane was just late off the start. Yeah. Will just got a cracker. He got an just absolute blinder. He, yeah. he, as, soon as, as soon as the wrist moved, he just saw that. Well, once that flag hand is moving, that's it. You'd have to wait for it to go all the way down and come back up again. Once he's yeah. moving, it races on. And he just, beat, he just beat Shane off the line. Nice. But it was all because some clown buggered off with the key. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I saw that. I thought it was just a novelty thing. I didn't realize there was a reason behind it. I thought well, that wasn't a, that was not mentioned at the track either. Yeah, we're cold. all sitting there watching the track, track listening to trackside radio. That wasn't mentioned. That's awesome. And we got mentioned way later after everything. You know, that's when it yeah. all spilled out because we thought, okay, I don't know, this is a, it. Must be a Melbourne thing. It's an Australian thing. We're going to have a novelty thing. We're going to start with a flag that you know we haven't seen for, since we were children. <laughs> oh, I love it. What a pisser. Uh, All right. Well, I think I think we've got one more thing we need to uh, need to go over just before we, we oh, touch really? Because we're, well, we're talk, talking shenanigans. What's with the uh, what's with the uh, Davy two hats here? Ah, right. Yes. Well, the ones that can see on YouTube, I, I haven't got to that bit yet. So we were at the Prince Hotel on Friday night, and I met this bloke, and he'd been starting off earlier than I had that day, well and truly. So it would have been maybe, I don't know, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. He was hammered. And he was a good bloke too. He was a really good bloke. And his name was uh, Shane. I won't go into his last name because I didn't, didn't ask. So he was from Geelong and he was up for for racing and he spent all weekend. 
walks up to me and says, do you know what this hat is? And for the ones that can't see on YouTube, it's a Team 18 DeWalt racing hat. Frosty. My mate and I are sitting there, Chad and I are sitting there going, yeah, yeah, that's that's Frosty. It's Winterbottom's hat, Team 18. He goes, oh, so you know who they are? I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to give it to someone who's really going to appreciate it. I said, well, yeah, that's great, mate. You can keep it. He goes, do you want it? I said, well, no, you keep it, mate. You keep it. He goes, I've been fighting for this all weekend. And I finally got it. And I went, well, congratulations. He goes, but you know who it is? I said, yeah, it's Mark Winterbottom. It's Frosty. It's Team 18. And and he's gone, well, I'm going to give it to you because you're going to appreciate it. I said, all right, mate, what's your name? I said, Shane. I said, Shane, I'll give you a shout-out on the potty. So have a listen to it next week uh, on Thursday, whenever you can. So Shane from Geelong, thank you very much for the for the DeWalt Racing hat. I do appreciate it. And uh, I've got it on now on top of my chat with a hatty hat. So, yeah, if you do check the YouTube clip out, you will see your hat that you kindly offered to me uh, as part of the potty. So I hope Shane had a great day on Saturday and Sunday. I don't think he'll remember much of Friday. I'll give you a tip. <laughs> he was, he was uh, on a fair mission when he left us. So, yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not sure how, if he got back to Geelong or not or where he was staying, but keep yourself safe, mate. So, yeah, it's good to see you got there. Good to see fans uh, spilling into the streets and filling the pubs. Oh, yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, All right, well, yeah. last but least, I suppose we, we better uh, better just touch on uh, on Perth in a, in a couple of weeks and then we can uh, then we can finish this one yeah, up. Yeah, we'll wrap up. It's a couple of hours. We've done lots of chatting this week. So. We did. So yeah, we've got twenty eighth to the thirtieth of April, a couple of weeks away. We've got the uh the, the fun high high degradation tire track of uh of Perth. So once again a totally different track to uh Newcastle and, and Melbourne. So it'll be interesting to see how these new cars go there. Plenty of passing opportunities and, and high tire deg. So it's gonna be gonna be a good wet race weekend, I reckon. I always like Perth. Might be a little track, but it's a fun track. Yeah, well if it's gonna straight up these super soft, I think they're on super soft over there too. I don't think they're on hard. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, so high deg circuit. You saw how quickly at Newcastle it marbled up. Yeah. Um, so see how quickly, you know, see well who who can manage their tires for the for the most part. And you know, if you if you're going off into the marbles later on in the in the races at uh, Perth, you might be in a in a spot of bother. So Yeah, it's a marbles in the sand. Like yeah, not, little bits of sand just drift around in that sand belt area. I guess guess the good part is for you know damage wise, there's not a lot of walls and stuff that are very very close to the track that are True. easy to hit there. So proper it's not circuit. A, we've got a proper open yeah. circuit to get to now. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, well, so you know, and and, and unless unless you're Scotty Pye, it's pretty difficult to uh to hit a wall there. So yeah. not that not not that that was his fault. The other he, he got wiped out, but I think he yeah. well he did pull across the car. But you know yeah. I think it was Heimgartner that he pulled across the front of, and I think it was Heimgartner just didn't want to uh, didn't want to take his foot off. I think it was either Heimgartner or LeBrock. It was one of those. Oh yeah, that's right. That that was mad. Yeah. That was down the was that down the straight? Yeah, it was down the front straight. Down the front straight, wasn't it? They were like dog yeah. fighting each other. They're just bashing yeah. into each other and stuff. And he just turned on him, and then he pulled 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 across the front of him, and, yeah. and you know. Yeah. You know, it was you know, Pi Pi was a little bit to blame because he didn't have to go far as cross as he did. But at the same time, the onus was probably on the car behind him to to see, roll out just a fraction. Go, 
just and go, yeah, well, hang on a second. No, this just is, pit maneuvered him. <laughs> oh, yeah, got, it, got him good. Absolute another so, California Highway Patrol training video. Oh, 100%. But, uh, you know, let, let's just hope we'll get some uh, some good racing there. And uh, fingers crossed it's uh, some 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 entertaining uh, entertaining race. And I think it will be. I reckon it's going to be a ripper weekend. So bring it on. Yeah, well, yeah. good luck to all the boys and all the teams. Hopefully, WAU don't have to spend another $100,000 fixing their car. Well, um, yeah, they've got a pretty big bill this year so far. They've already had two hundred k, so that they're, they're, yeah. they're pushing a million. They're already pushing over a million bucks just to get their car on the track. Ouch! All right, now see how we go. As you said, first proper racetrack for the year, first actual circuit, proper, you know, thoroughbred racing circuit. So see how we go. Bring it on, and it's going to be hot too. So oh, there we go. Should should probably be pretty warm over there in Perth. That's too, right. So. Everyone knows where to put the ice box now. So <laughs> that's it. For the, for the helmet fan, everyone knows where to bolt it in. So that's all fine. Uh, good luck to Erebus again. Keep that form going through. And yeah, keep that streak up. Yeah, let's let's try and get some more of our guys up the top pointy end. And hopefully the Mustangs don't burst into flames because... Fingers crossed. Like we're really not interested in seeing cars catch fire. No. I mean, it's, it's exciting, exciting, but you don't, you don't, you don't want to see it, though. So, kind of. You know detrimental to racing if we just keep losing these yeah. cars repairability and flammability um yeah the, it's not a good thing the, there's gonna be there's gonna be no one left by the time we get to bathurst we're gonna have like a 12 car grid <laughs> <laughs> some someone give peter Addison a race car on a wild yeah. there might be a, there it, might so. be a few trcs up for sale by the time we get might be a few blokes turning their backs and walking away, just going, I don't know what I've done this year. I'm not, I'm not up for it yeah, anymore. Love, love it. Yeah, you never know. Never know. So good luck to Perth. Um, thank you, F1 and the circus that was. Yeah, yeah AGP, another uh, another spectacular weekend. So Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And I thought the entertainment value was high. That's so. it. In all all the categories, even the F two and three were fine. I, I can't say much about the Porsches apart from one dude ended up on his roof. So yeah, that was fun. That was in, that was in practice, <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? Or poly? So we didn't. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have it all our own way as far as a bit of chaos went along. So yeah, nice slow, tidy little roll over there for uh, Jane. The Jane. Car. Yeah, that's it. So, so that was good fun. Another one. All right, was. Suppose we better uh, wrap it up after two hours of talking bullshit. Yes, so. we've talked enough rubbish, <laughs> and I've got another five hours of editing all your ums and ahs out. So, thanks, mate. It's all good. So, uh, follow it. us all on the socials, guys. That's Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, the YouTube channel, Chat with the Hat, all one word, no spacing, and you can find the video unedited. So you can actually watch us talk, which is, I don't know why you would. Don't but if you it. wanted to, don't you can. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just go and give us a subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, just give us. Oh, by video. the way, yeah. on Spotify, catch all these episodes on, on Spotify and Apple Podcast and uh, Google Pod. Uh, give us a subscription, subscribe, give us a like, give us a five-star review. All those things help the algorithm. And so it makes it easier for other people to find us and we can move up those little charts. And yeah. we, no, we have no interviews this week because it was just way too much to cover with what we 100%. wanted to talk about because it's just a couple of mates having a chat like we would with you guys, sitting around, 
in the lounge room or at the bar, just having a chat, just going, my God, how good was that? Speaking of that, if if any of you guys also as well have something you want us to talk about or or anything like that, drop some comments under the under the socials, Facebook or Instagram, particularly for to the ones we'll probably be looking at the most, and yes. uh, just tell tell us some things you'd like us to talk about or, or something we've talked about. You've got an opinion on that you know you might might want to be chatted about, and you never know if we are if we like your comment, we might uh, might even drop it on the potty as well. So. Yeah, and if you disagree with us and think that they were talking rubbish, well, let us know. Tell us. Love it. Love oh, that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. No, we 100%. Care. We, we don't care at all. We'll, 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 we'll love it. Give us, give us all the crap you like. We'll uh, wear it with a badge of honour. Yeah, it's all fine. So, yeah. once again, this will be coming out Thursday. This is the Melbourne round wrap-up for the F1s and the um, – I'm not even. We're not even going to worry about. It. I'm not even getting anywhere near it. But at the end of all of this, good night. We're not. We are not talking about it. But Easter, six hour is on. Sixty cars lining up for the production race is going to be crazy. Sixty plus cars. Sixty plus cars now is it? My lord. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the six hour Bathurst six hour is coming up this weekend at Easter. Uh, we will talk about it. Afterwards, because we are not previewing a single thing about it. Just mentioning oh, it. Oh, God, no. That's it. We We're, might, We're cooked. We, we, we might do another potty next week and see see how we go. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> it's Bathurst. It's a six-hour. There's 60-plus cars. Of course there's going to be some. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's going to be something worth talking Someone's about. Someone's hitting there. the chase. Someone's <laughs> doing the boogaloo. Someone's doing cartwheels. We will. Oh, okay. yeah. It's got its own crazy. All right, so like and subscribe for us. Follow us on the socials. Check us out on the potty. Tell your friends. Just hit play and walk away. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing. Just start it and hit play when you go to bed. Turn the phone down. At least it gets That's another it. listen. That's so, it. Uh, another big thank you to Jason Sweeney at gamelife.com.au. So keep it tidy. We'll see you after six hours. Happy Easter, everyone. I hope you find all your Easter eggs. Yep. Happy Easter, guys. Thanks very much. Peace out. See you, Ro. See you, Dave. Oh.